1,500 downloads and 20 episodes later, here we are again at the Don't Start a Band podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment to help me out on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Also, if you want to be a sponsor of this Don't Start a Band podcast, send me an email at dsabpodcast at gmail.com. On today's episode, I have with me one of the best tattoo artists in Colorado, possibly the world. I don't know. Uh, He's a tattoo artist. He's insanely good at it, and he's one of the nicest people I've ever met, and I'm stoked that he had some free time to come and sit down and talk to us. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Brad Anderson. Cue the music. That's me. That's you. That's me. That's you. But you, me, are Brad Motherfucking Anderson with an X. With an X somewhere. Spelled in with there. an X, yeah. B R A X D. The X is silent but still strong. I like that. Right. That's very. That's very. I like that. That's a yeah. That's yeah. That's prestigious. It is. I always think like everything should have a silent P because it's okay. the most ridiculous <clears throat> silent letter. It is because is is it an F sound or is it a pterodactyl pneumonia? Oh, that's like, good too. Yeah. When coming up with those, why did people feel it was necessary to put a P on the front of it? It looks fancy. Kind of awesome. sounds fancy if you think about it. You could because does yeah. But I feel like that's just the first time you get kids to blindly believe in adults. <laughs> Just like trust me, this fucking word has a P on it. That's what it really is. It's yeah. yeah, You just broke the the barrier down, man. You just you figured out how to get the youth to follow things so that they start believing that adults are perfect and they know everything. And then you have like some of those kids who figure it out in elementary school. They're like, "Fuck you, moron! Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do what I want." And then you have other kids who don't realize it until. Maybe they go to college and they're like, oh, okay, so my parents can't see what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. All right, game on. So in a way, it's kind of like, instead of like a red pill or blue pill, it's kind of like a, you know, hard P or silent P. It's the seeds of conformity is what it really is. This is how we're (laughs) convincing the youth to either follow or or not. So So here's the thing. For all the youth watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, Mm -hmm. there is a P, but don't let that be... The end of the road for your belief in adults don't let that yep. be the standard right right replace it with an x be straight edge as fuck and beat people up who try yeah. to question that x right x no don't do that <laughs> x x x pterodactyl oh extra dactyl extra dactyl extra dactyl that is twice Brad the dactyl extra dactyl anderson yeah. that is twice the dactyl thank you for coming to do my podcast you're welcome the don't start a band podcast you are the first tattoo artist I've had on here. That's pretty... Do I get a plaque? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll call my plaque guy. <laughs> Sweet plaque guy. 
Yeah, my plat guy. I got okay. a plat guy. I got a. Uh, I got guys, man. Is he a good plat guy? He's an all right plat guy. Okay. Uh, not. He's not a very good speller, so he'll probably that's be down I, with the silent X in your name. That's hey, he'll be like, that's exactly that's, how I was gonna spell cool, it. Cool, anyway. man. We we nailed it. <laughs> Just yeah. So uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, okay. Shit, man. Where to start? I'm Brad. I'm blonde. Uh, Fucking handsome as yeah, hell. I like long walks on the beach. Um, oh yes. As mentioned before, I'm a tattooer. That's yes. cool. Um. I don't know, man. It's always hard to talk about yourself without yeah. sounding like a cocky asshole. You know what I mean? Like, I do a lot of cool shit that I'm really proud of, but I don't like talking about any of it unless you get me talking about it, yeah. and then I'll never shut up about it. Well, see, the thing is about this this podcast mm-hmm. is it's fun for me to do. I like doing it, but also I just feel like it's a way to connect with people, A, and B, it's like come in here and talk yourself up as much as possible okay. because you're right, advertising train. like yeah. people are going to listen to this i'm going to promote it and it might be people who would have never heard of you otherwise this is true you know what i yeah. mean so you got to sell yourself people are like why the fuck am i going to get tattooed by this guy oh he's a fucking pilot i'm a pilot he is he a pilot me out. yeah i'm a pilot um that's cool as shit that's that something i'm actually cool. going flying tomorrow morning too yeah? yeah yeah man do you fly any passengers or is it mostly just solo flights? you know i can um it's i can't right now i don't have my commercial rating yet that's kind of on the list but so i can't charge for passengers like i couldn't be like hey give me 50 bucks and i'll take you wherever um but i can carry passengers and everything and okay just depends on the plane smaller have you ever done one of those uh zero gravity things like i used to be friends with this band sky fox okay and they were like, we're going zero grab. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? And they just dropped it out of the sky and there was a water bottle. Yeah, like, yeah. Hovering in front of my face. Yeah. It's one of the, the scariest things I've ever experienced. Yeah, man. Parabolas. That's a, that's a big word for you. The P is not silent. Uh, no. It's a very hard P. Parabola. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, that. those are interesting, man. You pretty much time the angle correctly. So yeah. when you get to the top of it. And then you start going down, you get that zero G effect. But essentially, okay. and then just, you swoop back into yeah, flight. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty much just falling yeah. at the same speed of the airplane, so it gives the illusion. Okay. Yeah, still scary. As it's, fuck. Oh yeah, no, free falling, not my thing. Yeah, that's like skydivers, man. I like flying the things. I I don't think I could jump out of one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. on Earth that I could. Either you know skydive or do one of those squirrel suit things. Oh, yeah. You know how dangerous dude. that shit is? How many people like wreck? Dude, I've watched too many videos, man. <sighs> like people haul it ass, man. They do like 200 miles an hour and a yeah. little like pretty much like a windbreaker. With well, yeah, them. and they go <laughs> through those like tiny holes in canyons and it just... Ugh. I just can't think that fast. Like, right. I'm good at up to like 80 miles an hour in a car. And then I'm after good. That, it's I just... can anticipate. <laughs> yeah, but if you start passing that into the two hundreds of miles per hour, it just would probably go blur, and I just go blank and hope for the best. Freeze and just yeah, we're whatever's in front of you. You're... But I would never put myself in that situation. So I don't think I would either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, skydiving that some people can, some people can't. 
Some people can fly the plane. Some people can jump out of them. It's true, man. Yeah. You probably shouldn't be an overconfident person jumping out of planes right. if you're flying the damn plane. Yeah, too. that's true. Yeah. You might forget your your position. <laughs> like, I'm out. Like, yeah. the, the first side of trouble. It's like, all just right, bail. I flew yeah. myself up here. Now I'm getting down. Yeah, Sweet. yeah man. Forget what about the plane. What would happen if there was just an unpiloted, like, would it coast straight? Cut, yeah. Um, it, the controls, like... Kind of depends. So, yeah, I mean, if it's in straight and level flight, if it's trimmed out and everything, mm-hmm. it'll just keep going. Um, that happens a lot with um, if people, especially in general aviation, experience like this medical condition called hypoxia where they're up at altitude and like the cabin loses pressure or something like that. They yeah. literally just pass out and die and the airplane just keeps going until it runs out of fuel. So if it's properly trimmed and in that suit, yeah, it'll just keep going. And then even after that, does it just kind of coast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, until it's it, pretty much just a glider. And then <laughs> yeah. it just lands, hopefully in a body of water, yeah. not a body of buildings. Body of buildings. Yeah. yeah. So the city is body of buildings. I mean, that's, that's really all it is, man. Body of buildings and cars and assholes. Hard emphasis on the assholes part. Hard emphasis. <laughs> Had to go to Denver this weekend for a Christmas party. Okay. And I, it seems like every time I go into Denver, there's more and more people. There's more and more me first people. Oh, dude. It's so bad. It would be one thing, like, I get that everyone has somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. But, like, if someone's trying to get over, it takes you two seconds to slow down, let them over, and then nah, get back up to full speed. Nope. You know? Me. Yeah. I, I got to win. Do you feel like it's that way in the rest of the world? or You know, honestly, I don't know, man. Because um, a lot of times people compare... Well, obviously, we're, we're experiencing a shitload of people moving to Colorado, right? Yeah. And you, hear, you always hear, you see on Facebook, like the go back to California thing. Yeah. Dude, I lived in California. Traffic is not like that in California. It's like, it's bad. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. It's fucking terrible. Like, you're yeah. sitting in traffic constantly. But it's not like... Um, you don't have the aggression, dude. You don't have like the people yeah. that are riding your ass just to like race up to the the next person, mm, and yeah. it's stupid, man. Like everybody, yeah, they're always fighting for the spot. They're always trying to like run you yeah. off the road, flipping you off and shit. People get mad here, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. The only time that I ever get like annoyed or just unnerved mm-hmm. is when you're merging onto the highway and you have to stop at one of those lights and two cars go at dude. a time. And the person gets in front of you, goes super fast, and then they get scared to merge, so they slow down to almost a stop. And it's like, it's merge. You're merging at the (laughs) speed of everybody else, so it's a seamless action. No, man. Not uh, stop the whole highway, then go. Yeah, but no, I matter. So, me. So, that's all. Some people take that shit a little too far. I know, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody matters. All lives matter. Me. All lives matter, and all good people's lives matter, in a way. That's unless it's in traffic. It is because for some reason the first thing that popped in my mind it breaches that. (laughs) Yeah, like all lives matter. Well, what about the people who are racist people killing other people? They don't fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck them. (laughs) It's yeah. So the people who believe they matter just a little bit more than matter. Mm-hmm. I've just I've never been one of those people who and people hear it on the podcast I'll talk about my music like I'll talk about 
things that I can do, accomplishments, shit like that. Right. But I never feel like I'm better than anybody else because I don't relate it to anybody. Right. It's yeah. just this is what I'm good at. This is what I do. I'm yeah. not comparing myself to you or saying that it has anything to do with what you do. Right. Yeah. I think people, dude, especially these days, like no matter what you do, there are, I, I don't know if it's like a, a generalized lacking of self-confidence with like a lot of people, but yeah. it's, you get people that get like insulted if you're doing well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're like, hey, I did this thing. Like if you play, you know, a fucking great show mm-hmm. and you're like, dude, this show is awesome. They're like, yeah, well, you know, I played a good show too. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, but dude, let me be like happy for myself. You know yeah. what I mean? No, there's. Have you ever had conversations with those people where you're having a conversation, you tell them something about their self, yourself, and then they got to turn it on them and say, "Well, you know, I did this." Motherfucker, I wasn't yeah. asking dude. you, dude. Yeah, those people I are just, fucking sh- downers. It's like <laughs> it. It just goes to show you that there's so many different variations of people. Oh yeah. Very much. And you got to learn how to... T- you see them all in tattooing, too, man. Holy shit. They all come through the door. Oh, yeah. Why? Well, I, I kind of wanted to ask you. It was supposed to be later in this, but... Okay. If you feel comfortable talking about it, what are some of the weird experiences you've had? Or, like, Ooh. scary or unnerving or funny... There haven't, you know, I've been lucky. I, I haven't had too many like scary experiences. Yeah. You know, I mean, do tattoo shops, man. Like, I've worked in some shops that are kind of like rough places where it's like, oh yeah. shit. Um, I worked for this like super old school. I won't drop names or anything, but yeah. and I'm still cool with him to this day. But just mm-hmm. like uh, one of the first like major tattoo shops in Denver, yeah. I worked for him for like a fucking week. He was just this old school like. Uh-huh. fucking east you know the colfax like fucking biker dude who just oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like ran a tight shift um that shop was a little intimidating you know 19 year old brad walking in there like yeah fucking. you've been tattooing since you were 19 i've actually been tattooing since i was 17 but professionally uh-huh. yeah since i was 19 uh-huh. so yeah i have a buddy like that yeah man i fucked up my life nice and early so <laughs> that's a lie i have yeah, a great life yeah that's <laughs> not a fuck up at all yeah. that's i mean this kind of uh, goes against what we just said, but that put yourself ahead of other people mm-hmm. as far as like knowing what you want to do with your life. Yeah, man. I knew when I was 11 years old, I saw Travis Barker playing drums in the Feeling This video. Yeah. And I just, it's a good video. it clicked yeah. and I said, that's what I'm going to do mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Yeah, and man. I have never thought any differently. Sometimes it just works that way for people, yeah. man. Like you just kind of, I don't know. I guess it comes later for other people, but I mean, yeah. as long as it comes, man, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I mean, even if it doesn't, but you have a passion for something. Passion, that's yeah. that's the key thing right there. Yeah, whether it's, you know, your job or whatever it is, if you have a passion for something that you look forward to, then you got to figure it out. You're a lucky person, man. But yeah, yeah um, yeah, so weird experience. You know, it's funny because a lot of people, it's a really common question, especially yeah. when you're, you know, actually tattooing people. Oh, yeah. Sitting there for fucking hours just, you know, talking about whatever comes, very similar to this. Um, yeah. It's, I'm great <laughs> at it. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's like people always ask, like, what's the what's the weirdest tattoo you've ever done? Um, and I think they expect me to be like, oh, tattoo this dude's butthole for like 60 bucks. No, dude, I, no. Um, <laughs> So it's the weirdest tattoo I've ever done. Um, 
and, and it, this always it comes to mind just right away. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't even a professional tattoo artist when I did it. It was mm-hmm. literally I was at I was seventeen, yeah. uh, sitting there in my mom's basement, um, tattooing my friends. Yeah, and, you know that was like the hobby. It was like I would get off of work for my little pizza job, and then I'd yeah. come tattoo my friends. Um, so I had this one friend who he <laughs> he worked at, at Walmart at the the Walmart in Littleton, and. Um, he hit me up and he was like, yeah, dude, I just got paid. I want to get tattooed. You know, could I come over? It's like mm-hmm. 11 o'clock at night, yeah. you know? And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, let's, let's do it. You know, like that yeah. seems like a great idea. Um, and he comes out, I didn't ask him what he wanted or anything, but he comes over and I was just like, cool dudes, what are we doing? You know? And he's just like, cool man. Uh, so I hate my job. I want to get fuck Walmart on my back. And I'm like, oh. you know, and, and you, you think that, yeah, you think like, oh, but me, yeah. no, 17, fuck yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. Fuck the uh, establishment. Dude, we did it. And it was so big. It was so fucking big. <laughs> it was like... Was it just like bold dude, like block letters? So No, or? we made it even cooler than that. So we, we turned it into um, this... It almost looks like a metal band logo. And it oh, just... Okay. Yeah, but like we kind of did a variation. Like instead of the little Walmart star, it's a fucking pentagram and like all that oh, shit. I mean, it's horribly done. It's not like... Don't, yeah. don't think that this is a cool tattoo or anything. It's not yeah. like, yeah, this is probably really actually like a... No. Terrible. Uh, fucking, yeah, 17-year-old, terrible, not knowing what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. Let's just do it. Um, giant on his back. Um, and he went into work the next day and fucking... He showed everybody. Showed everybody, dude. And oh. his mom was his manager. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it gets deeper. Yeah. So, yeah, his fucking mom was his manager. And um, she was furious with me. Because, yeah. you know, she obviously, Naturally. yeah, yeah. So she's like, why did you do that to him? Like what? He wanted to get it. Like, why am I, am I supposed to tell him no? Like, yeah, um, you probably should have, you know, in all honesty, I probably should have told him no, but I didn't. Um, and you needed the practice. You yeah, exactly. Practice, right? You know, it's very selfish yeah. of me. Well, well. And you know what? Healing for him because fuck Walmart, man. You know? <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but it's not my favorite place to it's, go. Mm-hmm. I would rather go to Target first. I'll pay the pay the convenience fee, man. The Target fee. Yeah. The it's not Walmart fee. <laughs> yeah. Dude, people yeah. of Walmart that have you ever been on that website? Oh, dude, it's great. That shit is real. Dude, yeah. Fucking real. It's yeah. It is. It is wild, man. Um, not saying everybody who shops at Walmart is weird. It's you just, can see it's, if you shop at Walmart, you know. Yeah, you know. You yeah. see those people that are at Walmart yeah. that just so happen to be there, and you go. Oh, Oh, oh shit! Yeah, it was at Target, and you do this. Oh, well, fuck! It's Walmart. Like, well, I'm here. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah that dude's uh, <laughs> fucking. All right, whatever, man. Um, best part of the story is I went into the Littleton Walmart a couple years ago. Yeah, and this is like you know, I mean, dude, Please like tell me oh. he wasn't still working there. <laughs> oh, dude, oh. I, I hear it from you know. I was yeah. just I was walking through. It was like one of the few times that I had to go to Walmart. I'm walking through, and. Uh, I fucking I hear it. I hear Brad. And I'm like, dude, is that fucking him? And I turn around, it's him, dude. And I, I was like, did you ever get the tattoo covered up? Like, is this it? And he's like, no, bro, I still got it. It's uh, fuck this place. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? And he met his wife at Walmart. He still works. He's like a manager now. And dude, he's still to this day, it's almost fucking 10 years later, and he still works at Walmart. Just doing his thing. He's got he's got a happy career, but a giant tattoo that says fuck that place. So that's <laughs> and the thing about it that I was going to ask when you first said it is like, you know, obviously tattoos are permanent. Tattoos are forever. Like everybody says. So if you're going to get a tattoo that is going to stay on your body forever that says fuck Walmart, that's almost like you subconsciously saying 
I'm going to work at Walmart forever and hate it. It's like I'm agreeing gonna to. I'm going to torture myself yeah. and hate waking up every day of my life. Right. Because rational people just quit. Yeah. You know, they just, yeah, I'm going to get yeah. another job. I'm going to do that. No, man, this dude fucking committed. And you know what? He stands with conviction. I can't, you know, that is commendable. Yeah. That's respectable. Hell You're going to yeah. stand with conviction. Fuck Walmart. I agree, man. Stick it to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard working for a corporation. I can't even imagine a corporation like that because, like, uh, all this shit, like, with the buyouts or whatever in 2008 oh, yeah. when those guys made fucking millions and everybody lost their jobs oh, dude, and yeah. shit like that. But, hey, man, you can wear, like, six different shades of blue. That's pretty tight. I guess. You have to hold it up to a chart. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, there's, like, a thing that says, like, um, like acceptable uh, shades of blue to wear like during I'm your colorblind. shit. I'd be fucked. You'd be fucked, dude. You get try yeah. Buy shirts. They were all just beyond the realm. Yeah, and then you'd be fucking pissed, and you come to me, and I do a tattoo that says "fuck Walmart." I got enough practice that I could do it really well this time. Yeah. It just says "fuck Walmart" in blue. In blue, maybe. I'll let Can you pick out the color. Imagine doing like an all blue tattoo, no outline, no. Would that look? Actually, look like that would Yeah. That look like the bad black yeah. ink that like has that blue tint to it that you mm, see like after yeah. a couple of years that just gets all. One thing that I'm not super stoked with is when I started working on my first sleeve, I got I this tattoo is like clouds and they kind of like roll over my shoulder. Okay. They're not like the poofy clouds and there's like black lines coming down to signify rain. Mm-hmm. And the dude put lightning bolts in it. He just asked me if I wanted them. I said, sure. Didn't really have any expectations. Trusted the guy. But it's just yellow lines, and you can barely even Tight. see them anymore. And it just like I had such high hopes for it because what it is is it's a black, like dead rose. It's all wilted and being okay. rained on. But in the puddle, the in the reflection of that dead one, there's like an alive one and a sun. And like, see, that's got potential, man. That's got potential yeah. to be a really cool tattoo. But I think yellow. it's because I was. 17 and the guy probably didn't take me seriously fuck this kid he's also the same guy that uh i told him i wanted a string of music notes and i wanted it like coming up my shoulder and Mm -hmm. i wanted to be on like a staff and all that shit and uh so he did this piece for me it's on my shoulder and years later i'm just scrolling through google images for some reason Mm -hmm. i come upon this picture it was just like some kind of um you know some kind of pick art or something that yeah, somebody yeah. else made that you oh, copied no. off the internet. Like a, like a clip art? Like yeah. A, oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> I was not happy. I'll that's, that yeah. Covered yeah, up. that's, I've seen that a couple yeah. times. I can understand if you ask for something like straight off the internet. Oh, yeah. You want this exact thing. But it's another thing when you think that your tattoo artist is being super True, creative this custom and giving piece, you yeah. something that's like, a hundred percent unique to you and is not <laughs> Oof. yeah just trace it on the light case. board five minutes before you came in eh, check it out man like i've worked yeah. on it all night man i think you're really gonna dig it <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, fuck that shit mm-hmm. that guy working at walmart man, that Did, gotta if, give it to him yeah man He's a tough soul it very yeah. So, yeah, that's always, I, I would say that's the one that always sticks out to me. And it's funny because, like yeah. I said, didn't even happen in my career. In, you know, like in my <laughs> career, you would think like, you know, people have yeah. this, this assumption that tattoo shops are like these wild places that like, you know, yeah. fucking, you know, like something I mean, interesting. that wasn't really what I was referring to. It was mostly like, have you ever had those people who like 
yell when they're oh, yeah. tattooed or oh, yeah. like they cry or uh that's just that's a day in the life man it's like you get to, they, they stinky feet <sighs> dude so i stinky hate stinky feet, feet man it's yeah. so bad or just like smelly people in general like uh, they're yeah like it's like dude come on like just go maybe yeah. like wash up before you come in here's a tattoo tip shop. for people who are gonna get tattooed especially if you're sitting for a while as somebody who's been tattooed a couple times Always put on deodorant, please, because your armpits will sweat because I guess it's getting your adrenaline pumping. So like everything you know, sweats, dude. Your fucking forearms start sweating when you're getting tattooed. Like, yeah, you, you get up and there's just a body print of sweat of and gross yeah. <laughs> on the chair. I mean, I don't sweat that much, but I know that my armpits definitely sweat. Mm-hmm. And like those long sessions, sometimes you wake up the next day and it feels like you got hit by a train or like you were working out for seven hours at a time dude it's terrible yeah. i hate getting tattooed i say that i yeah. have a lot of tattoos <laughs> like, well, yeah <laughs> i hate it anybody who says that tattoos don't hurt is a fucking liar or that never gotten them <sighs> on like hard spot yeah dude, yeah in an actual like, tattoo this spot. spot like right on the back of my shoulder it mm. wasn't too terrible mm. but you get into the ditch like on the opposite side of your elbow it's pretty much just like you're paying for a bruise at that point that felt like somebody had 10,000 needles on fire going into my vein. Jesus, man. That's, I, I got to have you like... favorite spot. Can I put that on my business card? 10,000 <laughs> needles of fire going into my veins. Anyways, call me. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> There's your next metal band name. Damn. I got to grow the hair back out, man. Hell yeah. Do you think you're ever going to do that? <laughs> oh, Brad God, was no. telling me before the podcast that you used to have hair down to your... Easily my waist. Yeah, dude. Easily my waist. Mm, like, it's... Yes. Yeah, man. Um, anybody... It's funny. Like, anybody who knew me in, in, yeah, like high school, middle school, anything like that, I went from being the super emo Did kid... Did you ponytail it? Every now and then. Yeah. Um, yeah I was that guy. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy because, I mean, you probably weren't a douche about it. You just... No, it was just my hair. Dude, it was really, I, I will say, it was, and anybody who ever knew me back in that day can attest to this. It was soft as shit, man. Like, I had, yeah. it was like, it was gorgeous hair. <laughs> it was like, it was this, Oh, dude, because it was this color blonde, man. This, yeah. like, light blonde. Everybody thought I bleached my hair. No, dude, this is just, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, so and it was just. movie Tangled. Yes. I think they saw an old picture of you, and they thought, let's make a girl. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of looked like a girl back then too, man. I was when I went to high school, I was like five foot three and like yeah, just a little guy. Damn, long blonde hair. I got called ma'am quite a bit. (laughs) I fucking uh, I remember one time very distinctly, and I still had. It's funny too. uh, One of my best friends from back in the day has Uh told me he's like, yeah, man, you, you. like you looked like that, right? Like five foot yeah. three, you know, long blonde hair. But I still had the same voice. So uh-huh. like, actually, <laughs> um, excuse me. Yeah, it's like what? Um, I remember very distinctly one time I went to like brunch or lunch or something with my grandma. Yeah. She picked me up. We went to like some restaurant, and uh, the girl at the front came around the corner and was like, "Oh, how are you ladies doing today?" And I was just like, "Good." <laughs> oh, and dude, damn. yeah, it happened all the time, man. Like, yeah, yeah it was, yep. Yeah, it builds little, character. It does. Little Brad, man. He, when did you start growing your hair? Probably like 13 or so. Yeah. yeah the second, you know, the teenage rebellion hit. Yeah. yeah. So like two, three years you had it down to your waist? Yeah. It was, by the time I was like, and I had it until I was, I think, almost 19. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, man. I, I had 
Are Long there hair. pictures on your Instagram? Not on my Instagram. Maybe Facebook? I'll have to. Maybe I'll have to find one and dig. I, I've hit them all the way. I still yeah. have them. I still have them. But I'll have to. You yeah. met Dakota, right? Dakota yeah. Dakota Beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He. Uh, I think he took it down because so many people would like save it and send it to him. <laughs> I think he got rid of it, but uh, he used to have a picture, same hair. Yep. I have. I I was made into several memes. Um, <laughs> There's one, yeah, it's, it's you know, the, the iconic bathroom selfie in your parents' house, just sitting there, oh, like, yeah. the long blonde hair, and uh, somebody put existence is pain over it, and I feel that it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Um, yeah, that'll be the next metal band logo, though. That'll be good. Yeah. Grow the hair back out. Yeah. Start yeah. flailing around. Get the windmill going. Could you Sick. do that? I did. Did I, you play in bands? I did. Uh, yeah, man. I played in... Let's, uh, let's start, because I... I did know that you were a musician. You play guitar yeah. and stuff. So let's start at like when you got interested in like starting to play music. Okay. Yeah. That's so. I mean, I think it really started happening when uh, my older brother gave me like a bunch of his old burn CDs and was mm-hmm. just like, "Yeah, you check these out," you know. And it was like yeah. a bunch of old like the original, the very first like Stick to Your Guns album. Really? Like, yeah. Um, and. Uh, the, there was I forget which album it was but a comeback hit album and then there was a bunch of metal stuff and like old Atreyu and like oh really yeah dude um, yeah so he, he gave me a bunch of that stuff and dude I fucking loved it you know and it was yeah. just like all I listened to ever and I was like alright dude I want to get my first guitar like I want to start playing this shit I want to be fucking shredding um, I told myself I could shred but it, in reality it was just a bunch of like really shitty picking on one string just going up and down the fretboard like thought I was the fucking shit I think everybody started that way if you started playing yeah. heavy music you were like yeah um the yeah, man just started with Wonderwall and Tom Petty okay and yeah all those it's I yeah those chords it's alright man you okay just, it's <laughs> I don't know yeah um and yeah man actually it, get into like shredding and like doing picking shit yeah until three to two years ago ish oh. Well, I wanted to make better backseater songs. <laughs> That's okay. You know, every everybody, you know, it's all right, man. Everybody has their right. roots, you know? You know what I just learned recently is the, uh, you know that song by the Cars, Just What I Needed? Yeah. I learned the guitar solo from that. Did you? Because here's a little, you know, tip off to some people. We are going to be covering that song. That's a good song, dude. That that makes, that would make for a rad cover too. Yeah. That makes me excited. Can, you know, cause it's like they got the synthesizers and shit. So mm-hmm. if you can like make it fucking rock and hit you oh, in yeah. the face. You could twist that around a little bit and make it really good. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, we're playing it even lower because it's just a weird song to sing. It is. So like yeah. kind of put it right in my vocal range. So it's, yeah. That's it'll, cool, man. It'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that. But anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Take away from my story. Dude, I don't even know where I was going with it, man. I just got a bunch of heavy music. Wanted from my... to start shredding. Yeah. One string. Yeah, so I got, uh, I still have my first guitar, which is awesome. Yeah, what um, kind of guitar is it? It's an old, like, it's not even a Squire. It's like the knockoff of the knockoff. You know what I mean? Oh, it's damn. like, yeah, dude, it's like, um, <laughs> I don't even know what kind of it, it is, but. Does it look more like a like a strat oh yeah no it looks it, it has the strat body and everything yeah. and um it's just like the knockoff yeah. end of that i picked it up at the the music around by my parents house and oh, nice. uh yeah man and right over here in littleton yeah yeah oh, nice yeah man those are, those are my old stomping grounds all the time. yeah i used to ride my skateboard over there and look at guitars i couldn't afford and 
It's great. I feel fucking old saying that, dude. That's fucked up. Like, <laughs> dude, ugh. How often do you see people like skateboarding anywhere? And you I'm don't. talking like skateboarding. Dude, you don't. Not a longboard. Yeah, no, you don't. You no. Do. It's weird. It's like. And that's how I got around every summer yeah. for 10 years. Oh, seriously, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, God damn it. Now we're going to sound old. Like, I remember back when you like hear the skateboard clacking on the sidewalks. Like, yeah. Dude, every morning. Yeah, you'd always hear it and be like. Which one of my friends is that, you know? But, yeah, man, like, I mean, I guess there's still a bunch of kids in skate parks, which is cool, but, like, yeah, yeah you never see them fucking around anymore, like... Not as much, yeah, man. Running into cars and shit and <laughs> causing yeah. trouble. Ugh. I feel like people... And maybe it's because we're old and we're out of that scene, but there's just not a lot of people causing trouble anyway. And it seems there's like not, there's not yeah. a lot of people that want to stop trouble... Right, because those people who stop trouble get videos of them put on the internet, <laughs> right. and they get twisted, right, to make it look like I was doing nothing, and this guy just decided to beat the shit out. Yeah, of Yeah, right. It's like they don't show the ten minutes before where this kid yeah. is like swinging a skateboard around or some shit. Like, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think they did that in the Baker Three video. Did you ever see that, dude? They yeah, did some crazy shit. Dude, all the video. Baker video. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Just, this is your brain on Baker. Holy shit, man. I I remember watching skate videos like every fucking day. I ripped that uh, that video off of, I think it was Kaza at the time. I was going to say, was it Kaza or LimeWire? Yeah, because it might that... have been Kaza or LimeWire, but yeah, I ripped it off, had it on my iPod for years and years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> shit was good. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, those were, <laughs> those were the days. I'm not even that fucking old, man. Like... This is what no. we were talking about before, where it's like, has, why do I feel fucking... I don't. I feel old and young yeah. at the same time. It's fucking weird. I feel like things just change more rapidly than, like... It's not just decade by decade anymore. Like, you look at the 80s yeah. and the 90s, and they were like, those were two Definitive. Yeah, yeah, they're very definitive. Yeah. There wasn't a bunch of little sub-genres in now, there. But yeah. I feel like from even 2000, even 2010 to now is like there's been so many different subgenres. each year has like a different generation yeah. it's weird yeah i blame memes fucking totally dude me that's probably i mean realistically that's probably the reason man it's like people become yeah. those like it's they i don't know i you almost start noticing it uh like you know I, i'm because of my business i have so many random fucking people on facebook that i have yeah. no idea who they are you know yeah. like it's sorry if you're watching right now i don't know you um <laughs> fucking Dude, um, I have so many people that friend request me too. Yeah. But here's the thing is they friend request me and like minutes after I accept it, they send me a link to like their band. See, I don't get that as often anymore. Yeah. Um, I get the like people who just ask me a bunch of questions, yeah. go nowhere questions about getting tattooed. And so then I had this idea, man. Yeah. How much? I was like, I don't fucking know, man. I come to the shop and they're like, okay, how yeah. much though? <laughs> I don't know, man. Come to the shop. I charge three hundred dollars an hour. See yeah. you later. Cool. If you can, yeah. If you'll pay that, I'll fucking tattoo anything on you. Maybe not anything. Maybe not fuck Walmart their again. Profile yeah. pictures, like see uh, how they're living. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, you know what? For you, I'll do one seventy an hour. That's pretty good, man. That's a good cut. Yeah. That's a good deal. Well, you know what? I like to help people. Yeah. That's you're generous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, but you start to notice it because, you yeah. know, you're friends with so many people on there and, like, it's it's almost weird, man. Like, the meme culture or whatever you want to fucking call it, it creates, like, a bunch of people that literally have the same personality. Very much It's, so. like, you could look at them and it's, like, yeah, you act like a fucking meme. That's yeah. weird. 
that's really weird. Like it's I don't know, man. It's, Probably because you see it so many times and it gets like ingrained in your head the next time you're out and about. I mean, it's worked well for pumpkin spice lattes. It really has. And like white girls or you know people in general. Yeah. Because you pass that Starbucks and you go, all right, <laughs> right? Like yeah, yeah tis yeah. the season. What yeah, why not? Yeah. Now they have a juniper one. Apparently, it tastes like a bush. Yeah. Juniper latte? Juniper latte. That sounds terrible. I don't know, man. It's like, but see, but I want to try it because it's like, what the fuck? That's weird. Yeah. Like, that's really weird. Does it taste like dirt? I was watching this vlog and there was a pistachio latte. These people were in like Japan Mm -hmm. and they had a pistachio latte. I'd be down for that. That, Yeah. That would actually probably be pretty good. That's amaretto. Does that come from almonds or pistachios? I think almonds. Almond sounds right. Yeah, because they both have an A. Yeah. And no P. And no P. Well, maybe. If you know where amaretto comes from, if it's uh, almonds or pistachios, comment it. Mm-hmm. Please. Oh, Dakota said something. Let's see what Did he? Yeah, let's see what he Does it have a silent P? Or a... The juniper <laughs> one is amazing. You would think so. Is it? Okay, cool. So, because, yeah. I, I bring up my past. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? You deleted the picture, so if anything, it's just going to draw people to your page, and they're going to see your clothing line, and it's all going to work out. So yeah, man. You're fucking welcome. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll post I'll post one, too. We'll compare. We'll yeah. compare metal pictures. Juniper latte, though. I'm still hung up on that. Yeah, because it's like a bush. Yeah. Like, like I don't want a lilac latte. <laughs> you might. I like the smell of a Dude, lilac. Dude, you might. I don't know, man. That means it's juniper and coffee. Juniper and coffee. I, I think there's a lot of sugar in it. Oh, which the fucking sure. yeah, it, Starbucks yeah. man, everything has sugar in it. But um, yeah, no, I've been. I saw that the other day, and I, I was like, "What the fuck? That's like that's mm-hmm. a bush. That's it's literally a juniper bush. Like, does it, does it taste like fucking dirt, or like does it just taste like Christmas? The embodiment of Christmas in a cup. Because I'm down with yeah. that. Like that's that's you know yeah, that's some seasonal I shit. Mean, I fucking love those peppermint white mochas. <laughs> Give me the worst stomach ache because there's so much sugar and just like yeah. heaviness in it. Oh yeah, dude. Everything. Yeah, like that's that's one thing. Like the I can't do. I just fucking black coffee, man. Like that's all I yeah. do. That's all I. Yeah. So it's the only reason I want to try that is because of the yeah. fucking it's bush. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, really, any. I don't know, man. Starbucks. I, I feel like every year they try to do something like that. Oh yeah, I'm trying it now. It's gonna become the next thing. It's it's gonna be the next meme, man. Yeah. Bush coffee. Well, the thing about it is, is it just like trying that new thing, or juniper is a bush, so in turn it sounds like a vegetable, which in turn sounds like a healthy latte. Sold. Yeah. Um, you got the vegan on board, dude. I'm fucking down. You're vegan? I'm vegan. I did not know. I just that. yeah. See, good because I don't like fucking telling people that because it's embarrassing. No, <laughs> it's not embarrassing. It's uh, like I knew you were straight edge, but I yeah. didn't know you were that straight. XVX, bro. Um, but you drink caffeine. Yeah, I mean that's it. Fuck yeah. How can you call yourself straight? Edge? I know, I know, right? I fucking Griffith I broke all the does rules too. Wow, man. I guess we're all just breaking edge around here. Edge watch 2K18 going on 2K19. Dude, you know what? Do what you do. Thank as you. long as you're living within the parameters of straight edge, like here's you here's my can take go on straight really edge. Really yeah. deep on it, just like anything else. Yeah. You can go really deep and crazy on it, or you can you know customize it, make it your own. 
Well, you know, and it's like there's there's a lot of debates about that, which is funny because, dude, like, yeah. you know, I mean, I always joke around that there's like fucking four people in Denver that are straight edge anymore. And I know all of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, fuck, man, people used to argue about like the hardline shit where it's like if you drink yeah. an iced tea or if you drink a fucking coffee or if you drink, yeah. you know, whatever. You well, take some an people think that they can still be straight edge and smoke cigarettes. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's yeah, that's over the yeah. Line. That's that's yeah. No, um, yeah. That's not good. But like you know, I mean, I, I understand the argument. Yes, you can be addicted to coffee. Like caffeine is a stimulant. You can be addicted yeah. to it and everything. But like it, it's at that point, you can argue that same for like anything. You can be like, I'm food. addicted. Yeah, I'm addicted to food, or I'm addicted to fucking energy running. drinks, or like yeah, you know, yeah, running. It could be productive. It can be self destructive. Yeah, man. It could be you. <laughs> Try to, this motherfucker's trying to get me hooked on that. Uh, I told um, Brad what a kendama was. Yep. And if I told him. If you want to know more about kendamas, watch my podcast with Taylor Park. <laughs> I showed it, went all <laughs> went all into it. He's trying to get me hooked, man. Um, I just want friends. It's all right, man. I just want it's friends okay. to play my Your toy ball in a cup game. Yeah. It's not a ball in a cup. It's. Yeah. It's I just want ball to on get a stick. my balls and your balls, and then we'll. Just, just hang out. Balls together. That's, I like that. I don't think there's anything. If you want to see the visual, it's <laughs> go watch on YouTube. He's doing the visual very Jake well. Jake Backseaters Jake. on YouTube. Look it up. We're live right now. Uh, but yeah, you you can get addicted to anything. Yeah, you know, and that's that's like a hard argument, man. And in in my mind, it's like okay, like cigarettes, very self destructive. That's yes. fucking terrible, dude. There's no argument about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I do understand, yeah, like if you drink a lot of coffee all the time, like, yeah, maybe that could start to have some negative effects. But like, dude, it's it's a fucking bean. It's a coffee bean. Yeah. Like, come on. You know, it's like. It's not tobacco and yeah. tar and I'm not sitting here shaking, and, fucking getting mad at people because I got to go, yeah. you know, buy a coffee or some shit, dude. Yeah, I just. Well, uh, sometimes I get a little cranky. I mean, yeah, I understand, you know, yeah. it's, but you need the black bean water. Yeah. The, give me the bean water, man. Yeah. Like fuck. No, I'm I'm 100 percent on board with you. Like, yeah, caffeine. It's it's well, and here's the thing too. It's not necessarily like a chemical. If you're an adult, yeah. you need it. Yeah, man. Life is tough. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, caffeine, it's my vice, man. Caffeine is naturally made. Some might say that about marijuana. Yeah, but obviously that gets into the whole disrupting your yeah. whole natural state. So and psychotropic uh, effects, you know, because it's like. You can drink caffeine and everything, and you can maybe get yeah. a little sharper, I guess. It, yeah. to some people, some people doesn't even have a fucking effect. Um, yeah. But it doesn't actually alter your state of mind. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I think that is where the line is with straight edge. It's like, yeah. if you're going to do something that is... You can get a hard buzz from like the first time you smoke a cigarette oh, or yeah. chew tobacco. Oh, like, yeah, dude. You get pretty fucked up. Yeah, you get, you get that fucking dizziness and all that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's where the line If you're taking coffee to that extent, maybe that's a problem. Maybe you should you kind of... That's a lot of fucking coffee. That's a lot of fucking coffee, man. Yeah. But you know you don't yeah it's i i've never seen it that way yeah like ever and it's so weird that people i don't think they do maybe anymore because i think mm-hmm. I, it's funny because like not a lot of people are straight it's yeah anymore. dude it's just not a thing it's not cool anymore which I sorry it's cool. yeah i, I, I always associated hardcore with straight edge just because like yeah the first band that got me into like on the hardcore route was a day to remember. Yeah. And like Jeremy was straight edge. They had like little straight edge lines the in their songs. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Uh, Danger and starting a fire. He said, keep your fingers crossed. And in the music video, he holds up the X. Totally. So, uh, it's, I mean, it, it always yeah. has been, man. It's, you know, like 
I don't know, man. That's what we were talking about before we started this. Like the old hardcore, like the old straight edge hardcore mm-hmm. and all that shit. I love it. Yeah. You know, and that's like, that's where the association is for me. It's like, that's what I think of when I think of hardcore is like the old varsity X's fucking everywhere. Maybe that's just yeah. me being like, oh, back in the day, man. But well, I think uh, Four Year Strong had one of those varsity jackets. I mean, it was a Four Year Strong jacket, but it had the X on it as yeah. well. Um, yeah, it's. It's crazy how that has changed in music and in, yeah, straight edge. I always, I still think it's badass. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's what well, I mean. The, it's... Uh, the guy that came up with it. Ian McKay. Yeah, from Minor, minor Threat. Threat. I yep. always remember Minor Threat, but not his name. His whole premise behind it was just so that people would be able to go to shows and enjoy the show. Yeah, oh yeah. For what it was, as opposed to getting fucked up and... Yeah, you know, and I've watched yourself like it. I've watched, I you know, and I, I straight at the whole sobriety thing because I came from. I mean, dude, like ten years ago, mm-hmm. I was not fucking straight. I was a yeah. alcoholic, like bat, dude. I fucking yeah, yeah, sober, yeah, sober me, much better person. Um, which you know, maybe that's not the yeah. case for everybody. That's fine, but um, yeah, I mean, it's I've watched so many like just interviews with Ian McKay and like mm-hmm. read so many articles. Every I fucking love that dude, man. Like yeah. I love all of his music. I mean, it's. It's awesome. But yeah, it's totally along that premise where it's not like some militant thing. It's not like, you know, oh yeah, you got to do yeah. this. You got to you know, be, a, this is the set of rules. This is, you know. No, well, it wasn't developed as like, a, you know, Brian Fallon, my idol. He says this thing like, if you want to be straight edge and say you like straight edge, then like straight edge. Yeah. Don't be straight edge so that you can hate everybody else who's exactly. not. Exactly. Dude, you that know? is like the most stupid fucking thing yeah. to me. You know, because especially now, man, like it, it all ties back to that, you know, like there's no straight edge people left, you yeah. know? So like, what are we going to do? Like all four of us sit in a room together and fucking drink water? No, man. Like most of my friends drink. Most of my friends yeah. go out to the bars. I still go out and have a good time with them, man. Yeah. I just get fucking hooked up with free soda water all night. And that's I that's know, tight. right? That's when tight. all your friends are drinking, you go, can I just have a Coke? And yeah, they're, they're like, like, yeah, fuck that, man. I mean, I always tip them like a dollar yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But uh, there's there's been a handful of times where I've played shows mm-hmm. and like there might be a waitress walking around or something like that. And you say, I'll just have a Coke. And then you get it. The first sip, uh, they've put rum in it, uh, whiskey. Yeah, see, like, that's they like... They assume that... Yeah, yeah. it's like, no, no. Because I, I don't drink basically at all. Like, yeah. I turned 21 and that, like, after that, it just kind of lost its appeal. And my big thing about it is I don't like being hungover. Yeah, dude. I don't like yeah, having yeah. to say, you know... Saturday, I'm gonna drink. Don't schedule anything for Sunday <laughs> right. because I'm just gonna devote a whole day to hell. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, no, it's a. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's weird. Like, yeah, it's so ingrained in our culture to do that, and it's like people look at it as really weird when you're sober. Like, I, you, I mean, everybody thinks you're an alcoholic when you're like, nah, I don't drink. Yeah, they, it's they go, like, oh, oh, do you not? Are you okay? Drink? Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, dude, fucking go for it. Like, if I had, it's free will, man. Like, if I wanted to drink, I drink. I don't want to drink. That's the thing. It's not like I'm limiting myself saying I can't drink. It's me mm-hmm. saying like I don't really fucking want to do that. You know, it's not even a lifestyle, yeah. dude. Like that's that's one of the things. It's a choice. That yeah, well, that's one of the things that I really like about uh, one of my favorite interviews with Ian McKay was when he was talking about the straight edge lifestyle and what it's about and everything. And and it's like it's not a fucking lifestyle, man. There's yeah. no effort to it. It's not like oh, 
oh, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do yeah. that. I am. I literally, I just wake up in the morning and I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Not a big fucking deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like going out and drinking, you know, several nights a week, man, that's a fucking lifestyle. That's like, you have to actively make that choice. You have to go out and do that. You have to get ready to go do that. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about it is like, it's kind of when I really break down like alcohol and thinking about it. No one ever starts out liking the taste of beer or vodka or <laughs> wine. Like you have to yeah. force yourself to do this continually. Yeah, and then it's it's like an like adaptation. It. Yeah, I feel like it's the same thing with like being hungover, drinking multiple nights a week. Like, don't get me wrong. If you do that, no, do yeah, you. fucking do it. Yeah, dude. As long yeah, as it's not self destructive, like that's yeah, that's my biggest thing. That's my only thing because you know everybody's so like. Well, do you ever like get bothered that your friends do it? You know, if my friends are doing it and they're being responsible, they're yeah. not driving fucking drunk. I will mm-hmm. fuck you up if you drive drunk. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. I think everybody in our circle of friends. Yeah, will. I think yeah. Um, but yeah, like that. Um, you know, as long as it's not a self-destructive thing, man. Yeah. If you're going out and you're having a couple drinks with your friends or some shit, like dude, yeah. that's fucking fine, man. I just know, like, I don't have the self-control to only have a couple of drinks. Exactly. That's the thing. So instead of me like trying to dance with that, I just mm-hmm. cut it out, man. And yeah. it lost its appeal to me, just like you were saying. Like it just yeah. It's that's a big yeah. thing is that self-control, and like I admire people who can, you know have that IPA and enjoy it for tasting like cake and strawberries <laughs> like cool but I wouldn't like that so I'd just say alright drink Bud Lights until my face gets a little tingly yeah man there you go yeah so yeah no it's it's a normal thing man like that's that's the thing is uh, I don't know people are too I think it's just it's all like the differences with people, man, like how, yeah. how many different kinds of people there are and like what works for some people, what doesn't and everything like that. And it's like, you have like such a modernization of like it, the of connection, you know, social yeah. media, you, you see what's normal. Social media becomes normality. You know, everybody's yeah. behavior becomes normality. So you see somebody who doesn't do that, like a, you know, somebody who's straight edge or yeah. you know, somebody who I, I hate the fucking V word, but somebody who's vegan you, you see you see stuff like that yeah. and you immediately just kind of like you jump into yeah. it and it's like oh wow that's weird that they do that and it's like no nah, man like it's not weird yeah. it's not it's just a thing I guess I don't know I guess for some reason I don't know if it's the way I was brought up or whatever but I never really thought about other people's choices like yeah. if you're vegan like Dude, that's, that's on you, cool. man. Yeah. You want to do that. Yeah. Um, just if I want to have a cheeseburger, don't hate my guts. That, I hate that shit, man. Yeah. And I hate, I actually, I hate uh, vegans who are like that and I hate straight edge people who are like that. Like you yeah. should never impose your views on somebody else because yeah. it's, you know, like it, it would be the same as if, if. I'm definitely down to have a conversation though. Yeah. Because I absolutely. have a lot of questions yeah. about fucking everything. Yeah. So if someone's a little different or like delves deep into something like veganism i'm gonna ask a lot of questions because that's good understand that's good and that's that's actually a dying trait it seems like like conversation in general because it's like that's uh i mean you look at a lot of the social problems in this country and it's like a lot of it is just because people won't fucking listen to each other yeah you don't have to agree with something to listen to it you know what i mean you don't have to you if you just hear somebody out you can say like cool well i'm educated on that and i know that i can make the decision uh to disagree with that yeah or whatever 
But yeah, like you shouldn't, you know, like the impose the, the imposition of views, man. Like if you were to sit here and tell me like, don't be fucking vegan. That's the same as me being and like, be never, vegan. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but in that, well, it just goes to show like you didn't even fucking know I was, I do that. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, it's, think twice about yeah, it. man, it's just, I, I don't know, man. People's lifestyle decisions shouldn't affect you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like granted, if it's somebody close to you, like if it's, you know, you you have a friend who's like having problems with health or, or alcoholism or something like that, and their lifestyle decisions are at the center of that. Yeah. Then it becomes a problem. Then I think it's okay Make to suggest. Yeah, maybe to to breach yeah. that that subject. But when it comes to just like you know, oh, it's no, a self righteousness. It is. People try to impose veganism sometimes. It absolutely is. Yeah. It's it's any group of people, whether it's vegans. I hate that the next thing on my mind is juggalos. <laughs> There's some guys that like, I, and I really understood this when I was younger and I wore a lot of Blink-182 shirts mm-hmm. and I knew this kid who liked ICP, wore ICP shirts, yeah. but he didn't run around. He never painted his face. He never had yeah. a hatchet, like none of that shit. It was just a <laughs> band that he liked. Right. But... There are some juggalos that used to have a problem with the kids who skated at Redstone. Dude, yeah, that was a weird time, man. When yeah, it was like very weird juggalos time. versus the world, yeah. like that was fucking weird. It's like now you you see them and it's like uh, you, you don't even see them anymore. Actually, like when's the last time you actually saw somebody like full fucking ICP like I because usually they have like full sleeves of like yeah. the tattoos and shit the like last that. Last time and, I think I saw a juggalo was probably in Casper, Wyoming. That makes sense. Very much. <laughs> Fucking did. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's... I, I totally get it, though, man. It's like... I, I don't know. There's there's that weird divide with, with so much of, like, everything, man. Yeah. With with lifestyle decisions, with music, like mm-hmm. that. Like, you like that band? Fuck you. I don't like that. What? Dude, why? Yeah. Like, I just... Just say yeah. you like this band. Yeah. You don't have to say, like... You well, know, this band is better than this band. It's like, yeah. I don't care, man. I enjoy it all. Like, fuck, exactly. it's music. Like, that's the point. It's yeah. to be enjoyed. Well, and I know people are probably tired of hearing me say it, but the big thing about music for me, and this is like kind of a new thing that I've kind of latched onto, is that with everybody being different and everybody having, you know, different brain connectivity or whatever, I hear a song like Come Away With Me by Nora Jones, and that just does it for me it's jazzy like Dude, or yeah. if i had a million dollars yeah it's weird but that song no makes I, me, I get like, it yeah so happy i get it no man that's uh no i think that's that's good because uh yeah. i I'm, I'm very much so the same way like a lot mm-hmm. of people i think listen to strictly one thing and they may have like a couple variations yeah. of that taste and everything but dude my fucking like my spotify thing you know how they just did like the year in review yeah. where it was like this is you know your top five artists and for yeah. most people it's like you know genre it's yeah, all the same much, it's like yeah. this artist and then Plus this artist who is probably artist. yeah was yeah. probably toured with that art yeah uh it was all over the fucking place for me man which is like yeah. it's it's funny because like i'll go from listening to i mean i love fucking obviously hardcore metal punk pop yeah. punk that kind of shit that's mm-hmm. just a no-brainer but then like you know you start getting into like the weird like folk indie stuff that's awesome I do like and then that stuff. oh yeah man um get back into like a almost like a bluegrass like there's some bluegrass mm-hmm. shit that i'm like dude old crow medicine show yes uh yeah. deer tick have you have you ever listened to deer tick I have not, they're yeah. fucking rad dude it's huh. like it's like indie bluegrass folk rock that's just it's fucking cool check it out. yeah dude like shit like that that you just wouldn't really think yeah. to listen to normally and then you start listening to it and it's like oh shit man this has like it's 
pretty it's fuck worthy you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like yeah um, anything yeah anything bluesy anything jazzy you, you just i think it's good to just appreciate music in general you yeah. know what i mean not necessarily just stylistically but just like good musicianship yeah well and i said on the last podcast for the longest time i said that everything on the radio sucked because <laughs> i went to warp tour and if you didn't play on warp tour you didn't matter <laughs> but then i just like the band that really turned that off was the Lumineers. I fucking love the Lumineers, man. Because yeah, I just heard it so many times on the radio, yeah. and I was like, "God damn, it's, this is good." Yeah, it's it it it's like yeah. you first start hearing it. To I think deny on like, yourself or deprive yeah. yourself of something that you could enjoy just because it's associated with the radio or big record labels or whatever. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. No, it is, man. And it's funny because um, I've even caught myself doing that sometimes too, which I mean, we I think we could tastefully agree. Most of what's on the radio, like the top 40 there shit is fucking, yeah. dude, it's garbage. Um, but it's funny because you start looking into some of those artists and you might hear like a like a melody or something in one of those songs. That you're like, oh, that's actually not too bad. And then you start looking into yeah. those artists and you see other shit they've done. Like, uh, you know, if it's whether it's older or whether it's like other projects or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, shit, there's actually something, like, good about this. Yeah. I, you know, maybe that's just, like, the the overly posy shit. But I think, you know, it's like everybody has their hit. Yeah. And usually that hit sucks. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it should not be a hit. But, oh, yeah. you know, you listen to their other stuff and it's like, oh, that's all right. That's, that's better. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, that's, that's funny, man. The Lumineers, like, I really fuck it. I love that. Like, I, I yeah. love And I remember... Uh, They're such good songwriters, like seriously, just the dude. Stories yeah. and stuff, and it just, yeah. I remember, yeah, like ninety three three used to play overplay the fuck out of Lumineer of uh, was it Ho Hey or Hey Ho or whatever. You yeah, know, that their their big song, which is a good song. Yeah, but it was just like nah, and you switch it because it was just like I've heard this so many times. Yeah, but yeah, dude, they're actually like one of those artists that like it's just so like you said, it's it's very good at storytelling and all that yeah. stuff. Um. Actually, I've gotten into. I used to really hate Jack White for some reason. Same. I, I don't. I've recently. Yeah, I dude. I've gotten super into. Him. Yeah, you you start listening to. It, he's a fucking great songwriter, and like. Yeah. Well, and he's a a, up like he's a total genius because, not only with songwriting and being a guitar player and being an innovator mm-hmm. as far as like building his guitars and customizing them right like he had that thing in the raconteers or whatever yeah it was a microphone that came out of the bottom of his guitar yeah and it was like an old-fashioned mic and he talked into it and it came out of the amp and it was all fuzzy and crazy that kind of shit it's just like but the way even with his album art yeah the emotion that he's trying to uh you know get people to feel or relate to he does it with color he does this whole video where he you know he'll wear a lot of blue and have a lot of blue backdrops and like totally for yeah he'll he'll use that in like uh different imagery and everything like Mm -hmm. that like i think um i think I could be wrong, but he has like some record that has like some holographic image that when you play it on the actual record player, like oh, it's, right? it's a vinyl. Yeah. yeah. And it, it like shows and it starts to turn into this hologram that like kind of pops up off the center of the record. That's it's insane. really, it's a fucking trip, man. And it's yeah. like stuff like that. Like that's, that's innovative, man. That's yeah. like, you know, like you're taking your music, which is like 
one of my favorite things about his music, I think, is that it's simple, but it's very not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's simple sounding, yeah. and it's very. Well, he like, gets that from the blues. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. it's very blues derivative, and it's like no, that's actually like very complicated music that he's doing, yes. and um, he takes that and he, he just adds a whole different dimension and level to it by adding the actual artistic sense yeah. of like the the use of colors to kind of change people's uh, psyche with when looking at it and it's fucking crazy man i used to hate that guy seriously i used to i used to listen to white stripes yeah. and i'd be like fuck this this is boring i still am not the biggest fan of what is it seven nation army or whatever the dude yeah that's yeah no that's that's boring to me yeah but i it, again there that's a prime example of what we were just talking about of like yeah. that song that became a hit that got used in every it got used in fucking commercials it got oh, used yeah. in everything and it just sucks yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, sorry if you like that song, but it it sucks, uh, especially in terms of Jack yeah. White's work. But you know, you listen to older White Stripes stuff, and like, yeah. it's totally different. You know, it's like, Definitely. oh shit, that's like really, it's very folky. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, well, that's. I mean, going along the lines of like commercialism and shit, like using songs in commercials. The funniest one. I don't know if you ever noticed this, but did you ever listen to the Transplants? Oh yeah. Oh god, yes. They Dude. had diamonds and guns. <laughs> yeah. as the fruit. The shampoo, shampoo. Yeah, the shampoo song. And I oh just my god. Used to laugh my yeah. ass off because like the song is so like explicit. <laughs> Yeah, well, because it has the yeah, like that. It's like that. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I, I yeah, I remember that because that's when like <laughs> that's the day punk died for me. Now, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, no man, like that's I remember hearing that because that's around that time when it was like yeah, skateboarding and punk and everything yeah. was still like really a thing. And uh, yeah, it was like what the fuck is that a transplant song in that yeah. commercial? And then it got used in like car commercials and mm-hmm. all kinds of shit, man. That's weird. Yeah. funny though yeah that's that's great <laughs> yeah. have you uh have you seen that like documentary it's called it might get loud and it has jack white jimmy page and the edge from u2 i haven't that sounds it's, actually really interesting though yeah it is really cool like it talks about their you know bringing up and what they went through um like guitar wise and shit um and like how they came to be because all three of them are very different the edge uses like a shit ton of pedals right yeah and like jimmy page is you know jimmy very page raw yeah led zeppelin even though he stole uh stairway to heaven he That's did old 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 classic song from oh somewhere. yeah but um and then jack white has his grungy like low high quality shit and that's what i like yeah. about it it's like professional garbage yeah. well and he <laughs> talks like, about this song that's his favorite song in the world and it's a blues song mm-hmm. and it's this guy and he's clapping out of time okay so it's like a little unnerving but he's singing over the top of it and that's the whole song Except that's pretty it's rad his favorite song yeah. in the whole entire world see that's i think that's where like uh the roots of just like that any soulful music in general and i'm not necessarily just talking about like you know folk or blues or stuff like that soulful music in general dude hardcore soulful you know what i mean you're fucking you're using an emotion to convey something but any i think you can root anything back to that where it's just the old stomp clap shit where it's like may not have been on time may have sounded like shit they may have been singing off key but they were conveying an emotion and that's like you know i because I can appreciate classical music. I can appreciate very well done, well put together, composed music. Yeah, but it's not as interesting to me as like no. as something that's that's powerful like that. Yeah, it's. 
I've worked with some songwriters who will sit down and they'll go, all right, I'm going to write a song now in the key of E and I'm going to play these chords and it's going to sound like this. And, and it's it's yeah. produced. Yeah. It Technically, it sounds good, I think. Well, yeah, they you design know. it and they go, well, this is supposed to be a good song. Good songs are written in this key and this yeah. way and they use these key words and blah, 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 blah. But like... I didn't really know anything about guitar until a year ago or a year and a half ago. So everything backseaters wise written before that was literally just me fucking around. Like I learned. This sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. And even when I started taking guitar lessons, the kid I was taking them from, I'd ask him, well, what's this chord? And it's like, you know, one of my chords. And he goes, that's like a combination of three. (laughs) He's like, it doesn't really even make sense. Yeah, dude. That's the funny thing that I've actually met a lot of musicians, uh, really good musicians who kind of have that same thing where it's like how like you don't really you may not be able to read sheet music or you may not be able to do any of that shit. But you could still like just come up with a song that sounds good. And exactly it it comes across like more it's it's more raw. You know what I mean? And maybe that's a pretentious statement, but it's there's truth to it. You know, it's like it's very raw. Hardcore dancing wasn't an orchestrated thing. Exactly. You're not sitting there like, okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah. That was brought about by emotion. Like, yeah, you just I'm fucking mad. I got to punch the air. Yeah. I'm going to kick backwards (laughs) and I'm going to fucking flail my arms. That was not a set. Yeah, that's not That's yeah. That is not a uh, a production at that point, Um, which uh, it's kind of funny because uh, the same thing tends to happen in the art world with tattooing and yeah. everything like that. You have that sense of production, and then you have those people that just like you. You could tell a passionate artist versus yeah. uh, I don't. I don't know what you what you'd even call them. It's like a, a very. I don't know. It's it, you see that produced art. Like everybody sees yeah. it now, where it's like a the very. I don't know. Like music, yeah. art goes through trends, right? Like in the early 2000s, yeah. you had the very like, you could look at a tattoo and you could see mm-hmm. the way that somebody did their roses or something like that, and, yeah. you know, or banners or some shit and be like, oh yeah, that was like the trend back then. So there are trends, but you, you see, especially like nowadays where you have uh, a lot of tools and resources mm-hmm. available, like an iPad, um, which is like a self-correcting drawing mechanism yeah. at that point, um, which, you know, some people use it. Some people do great art. I can understand the, the pros and cons of it. Yeah. Uh, I see more cons for me than anything. Yeah. Um, because you you have like this, I don't know. You, it's almost like you can look at somebody's tattoo and be like, oh, yeah, they drew that on an iPad. Because it's like yeah. the same fucking, like they're using the same brushes to draw yeah. things. They're using the same, you know, it's, it's like, like a little too perfect. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's weird because, you know, I've used an iPad before because somebody's like, dude, you got to try it. It's great. And like you literally, instead of like training your hand to do a straight line, mm-hmm. you drag the line across, you hold it and it just immediately like straightens oh, out Jesus. and it perfects itself. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's a pretty much like it makes really nice designs. It makes really nice art. Yeah. Nice looking art. But um, it's like there's no imperfections and everything, which every art, no matter, you know, what medium it may be on yeah. is going to have imperfections to the artist maybe not necessarily yeah. to the viewer but to the artist there's going to be imperfections it's like music well yeah. i fucked that up and everybody's like no you didn't it's not great sometimes that fuck up like you play the wrong chord but you kind of go oh that, that it worked sounds like it could take the song in a different direction mm-hmm. have you ever had that when you're like sketching something out and you like 
kind of fuck up or like you know start going all the, the time. wrong way, and you go, well, that could actually be a shadow all the time. And, Dude, yeah. when I when I sit down to do a drawing, and I don't know how it is for other artists because every artist works differently, but me, yeah. I don't really have like a vision of what I'm doing. It's not like mm-hmm. I have this like artistic like oh. You that's it. it on the page yeah that's it fucking yeah. you know like i i don't have that aha moment i just like kind of have a rough idea of like yeah maybe i'm gonna draw fucking whatever i don't know and yeah. you just start kind of sketching it out you start getting your shapes laid out and then like you know you sit there and dude it transforms just like entirely and that's just the way i've always worked that's the way i've worked yeah. with music too is i'll come up with like a bass like maybe i want something to sound like this and by the time i'm done with it it sounds totally fucking different yeah or it looks totally fucking different and it's just it's more organic it's more just like you're letting it turn into whatever it fucking wants to turn into you know what yeah. i mean well it, that's the cool thing about um for me being able to play drums and guitar and bass and piano and all that shit you can compose well there's been times where i just go i want to play this beat or i'm just you know dicking around on Mm -hmm. the drums and i make this like kind of weird beat and i go okay i'm gonna record it make a verse chorus verse chorus whatever and i i'm not thinking anything about what the guitar is gonna sound like or what i'm gonna say in the song i just know that my heart is making me do these drums. Yeah. And then I'm going to fiddle around on guitar. Yeah, you're just going to let it. That sounds right and conveys the emotion. And then I feel that and roll with it. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's how like, I don't know. I think that's how it should be. You know, you should yeah. have that, that kind of. There's a place for perfection and a place for um, adventure. Yes. That where it's like, yeah. I think especially now, in both music and art yeah. um which is cool because you know the it so happens that you know my art happens yeah. to go very well with your art you know what i mean like yeah. the, the two like i don't want to say scenes but the two scenes are very yeah. intermeshed you know what i mean like tattooing, tattooing and alternative and music. music yeah very, it's very yeah, yeah it's it, the, yeah it's like yeah yeah it's it's very yeah it's it's synergistic <laughs> yeah. well one thing about that guy that did the shoulder piece mm-hmm. He, the thing about him is he is like one of those quote unquote perfect tattoo artists. Right. He can copy anything off the internet, but he doesn't do paintings or draw things in his spare time. See, that's weird to me. tattoos for money. Yeah. Whereas like um, the guy that's done this whole sleeve and like the stuff on my legs and stuff he genuinely enjoys just producing art and yeah. he hangs all his like stencils and drawings and stuff on his wall mm-hmm. but he doesn't let anybody say i like that i want that one like yeah. the octopus no. will always look different lighthouses like shit like that absolutely all i different. love that shit and yeah. i love working around artists like that i love there's yeah. it's it's inspiring when you do because i've worked in shops where you have a bunch of people who are just replicationists, you know, where it's like, yeah, okay, well they can, you know, print this off and apply a really clean tattoo and it looks nice. And yeah, but there's no like soul to it. There's no heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you start getting into that, like, yeah, like I, it's fucking weird to me when when a tattoo artist doesn't have like a shitload of art in their booth. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've worked with a couple people like that too, where it's it's just like, yeah, where it's like, this is, this is like your lifeblood, man. Like this, that's all I fucking think about. I mean, literally like they probably just forget why they got into it. Yeah. You know, it's well, you know, a lot of what it is now, you gotta have like some sort of passion though. If you want to be a tattoo artist, Oh God, that doesn't come easy. No, that you are driven by your passion, man. That is it. Because the first few years of your career, 
here is fucking miserable. I mean, you're literally, oh, yeah. you're doing, <laughs> you're doing bad tattoos because nobody's a good tattoo yeah. artist, right? You know, out of the gate. And you um, have to practice on shit that is yeah. not human skin. Yeah. And you have to do like tattoos you don't want to do, you know, you don't really learn how to like kind of, um, I guess actually collaborate with your clients yeah. for a while because you know like somebody comes in with a fucking bad idea now I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna tell them this is a bad idea here's what we should do a hatchet man yes alright here's how <laughs> we're gonna make that look cool uh, so you ever uh, done a hatchet man I actually have yeah I've done a couple of them uh, and that was in the beginning of my career actually it's like yeah um but yeah, you, you know, if, if somebody came in looking for some like a bad idea several years ago, yeah. it would have been like, well, okay, you know, you're kind of timid and you don't want to tell them that their tattoo's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> so you just do it. Mm-hmm. And you do tattoos that don't look good and all that shit. And it's yeah. it's tough, man. You earn your place in tattooing. And a lot of people are really starting to forget that. Um, yeah. A lot of people, they get a year or two in and they're just like, I'm a fucking tattoo artist, man. I'm the shit. This is what I do. Yeah. You know, like they just have that in their bio on their yeah. Instagram. And it's like, dude, no, there's so much more to it. You know, it's like yeah. being a musician, like playing a couple of shows and you saying you're always get better. Yeah, exactly. Dude, if you, if you think you're done with your apprenticeship, the day you leave your apprenticeship, you are dead fucking Absolutely wrong. Not. Like you need to, and there's so many different styles. Like this guy I work with, um, <clears throat> got this thing and I can't remember for the life of me what the style is called. I think it has a J in it or something. Maybe right? a silent P. Maybe <laughs> so. But it's like it's got like a World War II bomber, but like intertwined it looks like a back um like a background. It's a letter that some soldier wrote home. That's and pretty it's cool. Yeah. Like there's some parts of it that are super like detailed Mm -hmm. and then there's other parts that have like a traditional sense to it okay yeah so it's like kind of neo-traditional but it's uh like i don't know i'll have to ask him what it is yeah that's i mean it could it very you know there's it may not fall into a category at that point it may just be that artist particular because i don't know a shit ton about tattoos yeah yeah i know what i've you know what you've been around and yeah that's which is the normal thing i think I think that's one thing, and I mean my tattoo artist, uh, shout out to Mike at Dark Millennia, not to take away from you. <laughs> he's, he's a good tattoo artist, too. Dude, you know what? Uh, more tattoo artists need to fucking support each other. There used to be a community yeah. where you could sit around, you could go into other shops, and you could have commonality. You could sit around and talk. Now, dude, everybody's got their thumb up their ass, and they just, like, if you're another tattoo yeah. artist, and you're like... Your competition. Exactly, dude. That Everything drives me nuts. Everything you're saying about, like, tattooing and tattoo shops is the exact same for the music scene. Oh, yeah. Dude, because I mean, bands I... Bands yeah. don't go and support bands that much yeah. anymore. I remember, yeah, like... Um, I mean, I've seen it firsthand playing in bands. I've seen yeah. it firsthand, obviously, being friends with bands and everything. Yeah, yeah dude, uh, people will just finish their set and fucking leave, you yeah. know? And it's like, cool, well, uh, I'm glad you guys got to play, you know? And it's like, it's, yeah. it, it's Sometimes totally... Sometimes you need those bodies because the only people there are the other bands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, man. So. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say, sorry to cut you off, just real quick. I think... Well, I know because he's told me one of the things my tattoo artist likes about tattooing me is the fact that I am colorblind. So he's going to do some crazy shit with yeah. colors. And like, I trust him, but I mean, like the different blues that he put in the octopus. Yeah, man. Like, he matched that green eye to the shark's green eye See, or that's, whatever. Yeah, that's cool shit, man. No, that, I mean, it all looks great. And it's one yeah. of the same, like I have. The funniest thing is I have colorblind glasses, but I didn't know that there was red in here <laughs> oh, shit. until I got the colorblind glasses. I thought it was just all black. 
<laughs> that's fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah. That's so. actually, that's crazy, man. That's weird. Cause you see those videos, yeah. you know, but well, you that's the me. first thing I do when I put them on. Cause I'll put them on every now and then. And I just look at them and I go, fuck, those are insane. Yeah, like those are actually really colorful. Holy yeah. shit. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah, no, I, uh, I think I, it's, it's, I've been fortunate enough to make friends with a lot of different tattooers. Yeah. Um, I've worked with a lot of them and I try to, it's, it's Toby's tough though. A really good artist. That's cool. Toby, that you yeah. Guys are, oh dude. You know. Yeah. He's, I call him my soul sister, man. He's like, he's become one of my best friends and it's like, and he's straight edge and vegan as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So we, we hang out and we don't drink and we eat, uh, plants. <laughs> it's like, fucking party man um but yeah dude like you know i mean there's just there's so much to be said about that where it's like yeah. so many like i've i've tried to introduce myself to other tattooers too that it's like you know you may know somebody who tattoos your friends or who you've seen around or yeah you're you're those the weird mutual friendship mm-hmm. on facebook or instagram but you never actually interact yeah. and i've tried to walk up and be like hey what's up like uh you're so and so we followed each other for a while I'm Brad, and they yeah. you just kind of get like the, hmm. yeah. Anyways, and it's like, dude, yeah. hey, fuck off, man. Like we're both doing the same thing. Like exactly. I don't care how booked up you are. You don't care how booked up I am. Uh-huh. You know, like I don't care if you like my tattoos or don't like my tattoos. We're doing the same fucking thing. Yeah, we've obviously well, most people at that point, if you've been doing it for as long as I have, have earned their place in the fucking industry. You know yeah, what I mean? You've sure. you've been tattooing long enough to make a career out of it, mm-hmm. not just be a tattooer for a year or two, which is what yeah. a lot of people are. But and there's you know if you're only a year in, keep fucking going, but don't have a, a big head about it. But yeah, well, also recognize the fact that again, I know a lot of people say it and it's beat to death, but you're putting something on somebody's life forever. It's sacred, man. Because it's not going on your body. Still take pride in it and make sure that you did the best that you could do. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Cause a lot of people, it it kind of wraps back around to that, uh, the style thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people ask me like, what's your, what, what's your style? Yeah. You know, if you look at my Instagram, you scroll through it, you're going to see tattoos done every fucking different yeah. way. You know what I mean? And basically what I try to tell people, and this is without sounding arrogant, yeah. <laughs> is I do good tattoos and yeah. I, I will do any tattoo. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you got to sell yourself. I do. Yeah. People who you get, who you tattoo will sell you, but like for a different audience, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, I'm not selling tattoos. I'm selling myself literally, because that's the way I look at it is like, uh, yeah, I'm doing tattoos, but like, that's a part of me. All you got to do is post a selfie. You know, (laughs) some of my selfies get more fucking likes than my tattoos and that's embarrassing. Um, (laughs) you're jacked in your selfies and you're not like one of those jacked guys that has tiny legs either. You posted one recently in your thighs are like as big as my torso <laughs> i'm all leg man that's i yeah. you know what i'll take pride in that thank you that's oh, i'm yeah. glad that i'm not I admire just, that yeah. about you because you know <laughs> i'll take it man. do it fucking do it yeah yeah man so but yeah like it's you just you see so many like so many guys who specialize in one thing yeah i don't like that Mm-hmm. I'll do anything that comes to the fucking door and I'll try to make it look good. I'm not saying like, I'll, you know, I'll make every style look fucking yeah. perfect to that style. I'm saying I know I'm confident enough to do a good tattoo. And if you come to me and I say like, hey, this is what I like to do. And maybe that's not your yeah. thing. All right, cool. Well, I'll still do what you want to do and I'll still make it look good. You know yeah. what I mean? Obviously, I'm going to try to push my own fucking style, whatever yeah. that is. 
you know, do you ever do like a little research? Like if someone comes in with like a more off brand style that you're mm-hmm. not a hundred percent used to, do you ever like look into like the origin of the style? Or oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think that's about it. Yeah. I think that's important. I mean, that's just kind of like a, the it's it's like an education you know what i mean like why would i try to do something without knowing something about it you know like one thing that i i I will actually turn down which i turn down tattoos Mm -hmm. all the fucking time like there's some artists are like no just do it make the money no man if you can't do it well yeah check yourself Mm -hmm. know that you can't do it well if somebody comes in asking to get a fucking like maori tribal you know of like the the traditional like islander shit with all the different yeah. Dude, there's so many different symbols and everything like that. Yeah, the you can only research. Yeah, shit, that you, fucking blows my mind. Some of that's just really cool. Yeah. yeah, but there's only so much you can research about some of that stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't go back and find mm-hmm. a tribal symbol that means this. Yeah, you just have to kind of have that education or be passed, have that passed on to you from somebody who does know. Yeah. So there's stuff like that that if somebody comes in and they're like, "I want something like this," and I can't really connect with it, I won't do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if somebody comes in like, um you know, hey, I want this thing, whatever it may be. If I don't fucking know about it, I yeah. should know about it because I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I feel like you can you can kind of put more passion and put mm-hmm. more heart into something if you know more about it. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're like, oh, this is supposed to mean this. This is supposed to look like this. You know, you kind of, it's a bigger picture thing. Yeah. You're not just, you know, it's not just an image. Yeah. You're not just supposed to trace it and fucking, all right, there you go. That's what that is. That's flat. That's bland. There's no yeah. interest in it. It's that composed music where it's just like, oh, this is an E chord. Yeah. This song is an E. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> fucking sweet, man. Yeah. There's... Depends on, you know, how passionate you are. Goes it goes back to, you know, the start of the conversation is... And that's a big thing with, like, tattoo artists mm-hmm. and why I really want to be tattooed by you. Why, like the guy that I have gone to is there's a passion for art. Yeah. It's not a day job. It's not a copy and paste. It's, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's, it's because I know that you will enjoy it mm-hmm. and you know, you will take pride in something that I feel strongly about to right. get tattooed on my body. Yeah. And that's so. important, man. That's, I mean, I'm, I thank you for actually saying yeah. that. Cause that's good that, you know, you can kind of sit there yeah. and intrinsically think like, I know I've been I'm telling passionate. you that. And I know that like, you're probably like, yeah, dude, you're never going to get tattooed by me. No, but that, I, like, <laughs> I promise you, I will get tattooed by you. Oh, we're going to do it, man. We're going to do it. Yes, we're going to post it. 100%. On, you know what? Possibly what I, I would like, so I want this tattoo, right? Okay. I know you get this all the time. <laughs> Day in the but life, man. Hit me. <laughs> my all-time favorite song is a song called Brothers on a Hotel Bed okay. by Death Cab for Cutie. Okay. And there's a line in it that says, on the back of a motorbike with your arms outstretched, trying to take flight, leaving everything behind. Some part of that I want quoted. That could be turned into really cool imagery, too. But what I'm thinking is uh, there's this artist, I think he's called like Hellcat Designs, Mm -hmm. but he does a lot of the artwork for uh, like Brian Fallon, the Gaslight Anthem and Rancid. It's like almost kind of comic booky. Yeah, it's like uh, it's it's like that modernized, almost like pop art. I know what you're talking about, where it's like poster art, like that kind of shit. Yeah, I want something like kind of like that with like. A girl on the back and like her hair is waving in the wind. Yeah, She's got yeah. Her arms out, but you can still see that there's a guy up front driving it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Somehow, but I know that I wanted to take up like my whole calf. 
I'm in down. The back of my leg, so. <laughs> you know me, man. I'm down yeah. for. I mean, I anything. got ideas for fucking days. Oh, yeah. So yeah. No, we'll make this happen, man. That's yeah. what I do. So I will 100. percent And you know what? When I hit you up about it, that's the thing. Is like when I'm going to get tattooed. Usually, like. I will get it unless there are circumstances outside of my control that come right. in and prevent me from that. But like, I'm not going to waste your time and have you draw something up. Oh God, those and, people are the worst, man. Yeah. Like I, I understand. I get it. It's, you know, it's exciting yeah. to get tattooed. It's exciting. Do to you book do it. a deposit fee? Always. Yeah. yeah. Literally always. That's There's, smart. yeah, that's one thing I'm, I'm it's still your time. It's my time, man. And that's one thing I'm always like totally transparent about. And like, I don't know if you saw on my Instagram a couple of weeks back, but I had an issue with somebody who um, canceled their appointment, didn't show up, didn't reschedule, uh, didn't tell me nothing about it, and then asked yeah. for their deposit back and then called me a thief for not giving it to them. It was like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You wasted my time because yeah. I blocked you know, a certain chunk out for you to come in. A. B. I drew this shit. Yeah, it's time like on it when I could have been drawing something else. Th- there's no, it's yeah, yeah. There's there's no, yeah. You always take a deposit. Always, that's it's never refundable. It's never, yeah. you know. I don't think there's anything wrong about that at all. Yeah, no, I mean most people don't, and which is I'm glad because I even posted a survey too because it's like, yeah, you know, I mean not to be a fucking asshole. There's so many people out there that think I'm just like the biggest asshole on the planet, and they're probably they right to a degree. <laughs> it's probably people who it's, have never had an actual conversation. Or I think so. To listen to what you have to say. I think so. Yeah. Also, all right. Sorry. Another side note about you know people as a whole, empathy. I think that's another thing it's that dying. people might read that and yeah. maybe assume you're an asshole right. because they refuse to put themselves in your shoes and say, right. well, yeah, I'd be fucking pissed off too. Oh, like, yeah. You know, if you're going to get the tattoo and you're serious enough about it, a deposit shouldn't fucking matter. Exactly. No, it's because so. it's like, yeah. And if you don't have the money mm-hmm. to get tattooed, don't put the money down on the deposit. Exactly. Like, don't be like... I'm going to put a deposit down and then I'm going to get, you know, two more paychecks between now and the appointment or, yeah. you know, however long it's booked out, whatever. And then that, you know, come that day, all of a sudden you are fucking short on rent and you're like, oh, I can't get tattooed. That's not my fucking problem, dude. You're taking money out, out yeah. of my wallet. Like, you know, if yeah. I don't tattoo, I don't work. I don't make money. I got bills yeah. to pay just like everybody, man. Some people like, probably like think it's a hobby or something because it's not a nine to five like desk job. Yes. There's a weird... Um, People almost act like uh, I don't. I don't think you'd call it entitlement, but it's like a sense of like it's entitlement. Well, it's There's... it's like a like it's you know like no, uh, you are tattooing me, and it is a privilege for you to tattoo me. It's like okay, those are the people who probably don't tip you exactly. Yeah, or they ask for their deposit back and get really mad at me when I don't give it to them. Um, which yes, you know, to yeah. a degree, it is absolutely a privilege to tattoo somebody, right? Yeah, I am selling myself, I am selling my art, I'm selling my heart and soul, and yeah. you are buying it, right? But also at the same time, don't come in there acting cocky like I have to do that. Yeah, because it's my at the end of the day, man, it's my fucking art. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like I don't have to give you my art if I don't want to, you know. Yeah. And that's one thing that it's it's you have those tough decisions sometimes where it's like. You have this person that is maybe just like coming at you a little weird. You could tell they're yeah. maybe they're cocky or something like that, and they're just being a dick at the shop. And you're just like, "All right, man. Well, like I was gonna have a good day and tattoo today, but I guess I'm fucking not now." Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's 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 weird. It's it's a weird balance. It's you know, but yeah, those there are those people that it's totally like, 
they think they're just the only person getting tattooed yeah. by you. Like, all right, you need something to do. To yeah, this. you need so something to do. You need money. You need that. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, you are the almighty client. It's like, yeah. no, there's, you know, if far enough into your career, you have enough clients where it's like if you miss a day of tattooing, eh, it hurts, but it's not like the end yeah. of the world. You know, one or two years into your career, somebody cancels, that may be your only appointment for that week. That fucking sucks. Yeah. But, you know, then when people, yeah, they come in with that self-righteousness that it's like, dude, come on, I don't have to do this. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, you know, level with me, I'll level with you. I just want to create art, man. I want to give you something. Just let me give it, let me do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let me fuck it. Why, why make it difficult? The people that don't tip, that fucking blows my mind. And like, my urge to tip I mean, it comes from just being a decent human being. Right. But also because, and maybe it's because I am a musician and I know that that shit doesn't come easy. You got to perfect it. Right. And you got to fucking piss yourself off to fucking learn something. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well. Okay. I found something on the web for spell off the fucking alarm. <laughs> Serious <What>? freaking <laughs> Uh. But anyway, yeah, I appreciate that you took the time to learn this and all that. And, like, you are doing a service. Right. I am paying you for your service. And, like, you know, someone like you or, like, good tattoo artists, Mm -hmm. they should be tipped because something like a tattoo and a good tattoo is, in a way, priceless. Because it's the only thing that you can purchase in this life that you will have You get it forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, no, that's a good point. And, you know, it's always, the, the tipping thing is always kind of awkward just from like an artist's perspective because people always ask like, well, yeah. how much, how much, how much should I tip you? Is it like 20% like a waiter? And I'm like, dude, I don't fucking know. There's no standard. You know, there's yeah. no, there's no standard for how much you tip your tattoo artist. If you think I did a good job and you want to mm-hmm. give me a tip, I will fucking graciously accept that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you, you don't want to seem entitled. Yeah, exactly. You know, if like, if you don't want to, yeah, if you don't tip me, like uh, that sucks, you know, it's always here. Here's what I find. It's always on the ones that you're like, you know what, let me give this person a little bit of a hookup. Like they're, you know, whatever. Maybe yeah. it's, you know, I don't, for whatever reason, you always have that like, yeah. you know, that little moment of like, yeah, you know, I'll go easy on this person. I'll give yeah. them a little bit of a break on the price. Like I'll do it even though I'm not really feeling it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's always those ones and it's always the biggest pain in the ass clients that like you'll do that and they just won't, they'll just walk out like without tipping you or without thanking you or anything like that. Like, well, and they probably also don't think about booth rental either. Yeah. They don't think about booth rental, um, you know, because a lot of us are, yeah, either booth rental, which is just like a, any mm-hmm. other space rental, you know, your apartment, yeah. your rent is due every month. You know, it's like your yeah. booth is, your booth rent is due every month. Uh, some artists are also on commission where it's yeah. like, you know, they may have to drop a percentage of that total for each tattoo. Yeah. And so it's like, you, you know, you're not raking in all that money. Like people are like 150 an hour, man, you must be making a shitload of money. And it's like, yeah. uh, well, I have, I'm my and own supplies. business. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're Dude, not like, supplying your ink and yeah, machines. Like and that, that covers my fucking, that's, it's a business. I'm literally running me yeah. as an entity. Yeah. I am a fucking business and that is scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's I like, mean, it's tattoo artists, hairstylists. Yeah. Uh, it's exact same. Oh, well, I mean, parallel industries. I shouldn't yeah. say it's the exact same. The semantics of a salon versus the semantics of a tattoo shop are a little different. I think yeah. salons are actually more structured. Than tattoo shops, yeah, uh, but still, it's very similar industries, and it, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, a hairstylist or a barber, they're gonna have to pay their booth rent. They're gonna have to pay for their chair. They're gonna have to pay for that yeah. fee. They're gonna have to buy their own supplies and all that shit. Nobody does that for you. You know, it's not like nope. it's not like you're just giving me 150 an hour. Like we're doing a three hour tattoo, you give me 450 bucks, and I'm all of a sudden just like, cool, I just pocket that. It's like, 
no, well, some of that has to go to my space. Some of that has to go for this. Some of that. And then the, yeah. oh, and taxes. Let's fucking talk about that. Fuck that, dude. We get yeah. taxed, um, on average, like I get taxed almost 23%. So how does that work? Do you just keep track of? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's one of those yeah. things where it's like you're, I, I'm technically an independent contractor. So I have oh, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm my own business. Do tips go into that too? They sh- they're li- legally supposed to. Yeah. It's a gray area, you know, one yeah. of those things. But um, yeah, I mean, it's like you're supposed to keep track of all the tattoos you're doing. You're supposed to keep track of your mm-hmm. income. It's not like, um, you know, if you have a job that you get a paycheck, they give you a W-2 with like, yeah. this is how much you made. It's like, no, I have a fucking notebook written yeah. of like every tattoo I've done written down. Have you heard down. that shit about the girls with private Snapchats? Oh my God, dude. It's <laughs> so fucking bad. <laughs> It's just so uh, funny because it's, it's like, like, what did you think? I mean, like, seriously, yeah, in yeah. All this money, right? You're gonna wonder where it came from. No shit, yeah. It's like it's, some from it's you. income. It's fucking income. Yeah. You know, like uh, the the greedy hand of Uncle Sam will always want that income. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like if you want to be a sex worker, man, like fucking more power to you. I think we're yeah. at a time in place where that is, you know, I don't see any yeah. fucking problem with that. You got to pay taxes just like If I had to fucking else. yeah, if I had to pay 23% of my fucking income, you do too. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how it goes, man. You know, yeah. we were we were, tattoo artists were pissed when they started coming for us because it used to be, you know, in the days of like Sailor Jerry and all that shit in the old school like the roots of tattooing. Yeah. It was an underground thing, man. We didn't fucking claim taxes. Yeah. It was like a side job like it was it was more of a like a counterculture. It was more of an underground thing. It was very counterculture. It was oh, very okay. like you know, kind of cash under the mattress. Yeah, that type of deal. Okay. You know, and and we're still in a day and age where people are are not necessarily taking it as seriously when you're looking at like yeah the professional realm. Um, and, and maybe not necessarily like jobs and hiring and stuff like that. I think that's progressing yeah. at a really uh, positive rate, but. Um, it, more in the sense of like banking and and shit like that. Like when it comes to important stuff, man. Like if I want to buy a house. I'm going to have trouble. Uh, and the yeah. only reason it's not going to be finances. I can file my taxes. I can show that I make enough. I can show that I have enough to put on a down payment. Yep. Only reason is they're going to look at me and they're going to consider me a risk because I walk in there with neck tattoos and say, I am a tattoo artist. They're going to put. Well, yeah, they think that there's a lot of flux in that. Which there is, yeah. you know, like if you look at the I industry. Mean, strippers have the same problem because yes. they bring a pay stub that has like shit shit for money right you know what i mean yeah but they they have like all these fucking tips oh yeah but that's not what they're looking at exactly you know what i mean yeah and so they you probably even have a harder time than a stripper because there's no pay stuff yeah there's none like yeah. i don't it's, and there's no you know, like set i make 500 dollars a week yeah, there's no like, salary it's yeah. just it, which and i guess you know you can understand uh economically why maybe banks are a little weird about it because it's like, yeah, if the economy uh, takes a downturn, we, you know, enter the shit. Yeah. Well, not as many people are going to get tattooed, man. I'm technically tattooing would be considered a luxury industry. And the reason being is yeah. because it's an unnecessary expense. Like plastic surgery. Like plastic surgery, yeah. like that. You know, it's like if you fall on financial hard times, the first thing to go is going to be your tattoo appointment. You yeah. know, nobody's going to be sitting. Well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, for most people, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like, um, you know, nobody is going to sacrifice their rent at the expense of a tattoo. That's true. Um, and so that's the thing is, is that's where I think they see that instability, which it's, the thing is, it can be applied to most industries. You have a car salesman, right? Like yeah. Car salesman, they'll make a 
fucking ton of money. Like well, I know they probably have a hard time too because they yeah. also have shit for hourly. Yeah, you know, because it's Waiters like and waitresses. Yeah, man. You know, it's the same thing. It's yeah. any industry like that, but for some reason, because I look a little. I don't know. I wouldn't even call it scary. I look the way I do. I tattoo that kind of shit. I'm I'm technically categorized as a high risk for, for banks and financial financial shit. But yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's tough, man. It's like you get into that realm of the actual career side of it. And it's like, fuck man, I didn't think of this when I was like, you know, in my apprenticeship. How many people do, you know what I mean? Not, not many, man. There's, there's a lot of surprising amount. And this is, (laughs) I'm so responsible. Like, let's preach about responsibility here. There's so many fucking tattoo artists out there that just like do not do their taxes and shit. And that is scary to me, man. Like that's yeah. it is it's it falls under you the same can thing. Yeah. Go to jail. Yeah, you yeah, they, they will, will come find after you. Out. Yeah, they will come after you. If yeah. you are posting fucking uh tattoos on your Snapchat, <laughs> you can lump that all yeah. into the same fucking category, man. I'm basically like a there's no yeah. such thing as a non-profit tattoo artist. Yeah, nope. That's that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> and if it is, you probably don't want to go to them if yeah. you value uh, being disease-free. <clears throat> disease-free and having nice tattoos, man. That's, yes. like <laughs> that's a big thing, too, is like when somebody goes, oh, you paid $80 an hour for that too, tattoo? My guy only charged me 30 bucks. Yeah, it's well, like... look at mine compared to yours. Quality, okay? man. Your rose looks like a butthole. <laughs> Mine looks like a rose with petals and shit like that. Oh, seriously, man. Yeah, no, that's that's a big thing, and uh, that's a like that actually drives a lot of uh, weird competition in the tattoo industry, and it's it's frustrating because you'll have people just undercutting each other, and it's like you don't want to be the Walmart. You don't. You don't. And you know what? There are artists out there that like are the fucking target. You know, they are the the nice, warm, welcoming fucking. I can think of one shop off the top of my head that (laughs) I would classify as what's the next big thing above Target? There's what would be what would that be? Because like Target has good products, but this would be It is not great. Yeah. Yeah, this would be the store that has the same products as target but right. calls it something different okay and charges more money oh yeah there's i can think of a few like that. yeah <laughs> well yeah there's yeah there's a lot of that in the tattoo industry unfortunately um but yeah it's oh i think i know what you're thinking of yeah <laughs> start with a w it might it does okay. <laughs> well Just, you know walmart yeah silent p fuck yeah Just, yeah ah. spelling god man education everybody needs it um but yeah um you get even if you're going to be a tattoo artist because you got to learn about taxes and personal finance seriously man like you fucking i say i'm just some art kid that draws all the time but i got no fucking math and well i guess i'm a let me back up i'm a pilot too so i guess i should probably know fucking math right maybe but you don't think about that with tattooing like Mm -hmm. you don't you know it's like you got to know the business side of it. You got to know yeah. sales. You got to know fucking advertising. You got to be crafty, man. So you have to use that creativity because yeah. a lot of artists are very self-loathing in the sense mm-hmm. where it's like, well, nobody's getting tattooed by me. <sighs> I guess it's just the way yeah. it is. It's like, no, nah, man, fucking yeah. be hungry. Get out there and do it. Like get out there and think of ways to bring people in, you yeah. know, like think of ways to, to advertise and all that shit. And like, same as being in a band. It, it absolutely is. You like know? your business card. I'm not going to lie that first business card you gave me when uh, I met you in San Diego 
Like Laguna that, Beach. Yeah. Yeah. That thing was like thick as fuck. <laughs> it had your like logo, the hang loose sign, like embroidered oh, into yeah. it. Yeah, man. Like that's a nice business card. Yeah, make a statement, man. Trust that guy. Yeah, you gotta make a statement. I still have so many of those fucking things because I ordered like yeah. Oh, dude, so many. I thought Tilly's ripped you off. I went into a Tilly's <laughs> and they had a shirt, had a skeleton hand, and it it was holding up something, either a peace sign or rock on or something yeah. like that. And I couldn't remember off the top of my head what your logo was. And I texted Colin and I was like, yo, I think Tilly's is ripping off Brad's logo. <laughs> Get ready. It, the fucking crowd of people show up at Tilly's ready to fight him. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't though. No. Um, yeah, but it's just shit like that, man. You got to... You got to think of creative ways to get out there. It's, it, absolutely. It is the exact same way with music. Yeah. You got to kind of hype things up, you know, like hype. And be honorable about yeah. it. Because obviously there's shortcuts you can take that just like not paying your taxes, you will get fucked and found out in the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. It's like if you rip somebody's song or somebody's tattoo off. Exactly. You want to hear a ripoff that made it big and didn't get fucked? I wanted to tell you this earlier. Mm. So you've heard that song... Uh, uh, Closer by the Chainsmokers. Yes. Yeah. That song ripped off the piano melody from Over My Head by The Fray. No shit. Because it does the exact. Oh, fuck, it does. For Dude. That's. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I heard that, and the day I heard it, I've just been telling everybody, hoping that somebody on The Fray's management goes. You know, Wait a minute! We yeah, deserve a little bit of money off of this fucking billion dollar. Yeah, at that point, it's just garbage. a fucking sample. That you know, it's yeah. like whatever happened to the fray? And it was like they were like Denver superstars, man. They were, and like their first album that was on like Grey's Anatomy and uh, <laughs> like all that shit. Like it was such a good album. Their second one was like pretty good, and then they had like their most recent one. It just it didn't hit me in all the right spots. And then, the, yeah, they kind of just fell off the face of the earth. Huh. Yeah, they used to be like, I mean, I can think of a whopping yeah. fucking maybe four phrase songs off the top of my head. Yeah. And those are the ones that, you know, uh, A Day to Remember covered. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, The Fray, that band yeah. that A Day to Remember covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're from Denver. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's The Fray 303. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you ever listen to that band Single File back in the day? Single File. That name sounds familiar, yeah. but I don't think I could honestly like pinpoint any yeah. of their actual music. They had a song on 93.3 called Girlfriends, and it was like, All my girlfriends are breaking up with yes. me. Yes. Yeah, they were from fucking... Oh my yeah. God, that was Denver. Wow. Yep, and then their bass players started a little uh, folk rock group called Baywood. Okay. It was actually really good. It's like mostly acoustic. But that dude, being from here, has like gone on tour with Chuck Reagan and Brian Fallon. That's like, cool, man. He's made his way into like the music world, and like he's not a big dude, but like he gets, yeah. you know, does recording artists. It's just cool to see that he came and, from Colorado. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of good music in Colorado that is like really overlooked. It's, yeah, it's kind of it's because of marketing. Yeah, I mean, a big part of it is like you could have the best songs in the world, but if you're not unfortunately paying money to get it out to people right no one's gonna hear the best song in the world yeah well and it's i think it's the kind of supply and demand thing with like location you know everybody if you hear like a song and oh they're from la or oh they're from new york or oh that you know it kind of like adds like a level of like 
Yeah. I, I don't know, like, just that demand for it, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like, I listen to... I, a lot of my artists are out in L.A., you know, yeah. that kind of shit. Well, a lot of Colorado is revolved around EDM. There's this <laughs> standard generic alternative sound that, like... I really don't like in Colorado. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah. it's that that it's, Colorado rock. It's the alt indie. It's like the yeah. It's I know what you're talking about. It's it's like the I don't even. Well, it's a very distinct you know exactly sound. It's a distinct yeah. sound. Yeah, you know it's a distinct it. generic sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I can't think of any of yeah. the artists off the top of my head, and any of the ones that I can think, I don't want to name drop. Yeah. So, <laughs> like the backseaters. Like the backseaters. Uh, <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? So you went to If I Fail's first EP release show. Yeah? I did. Yeah. So in a roundabout way, you have seen us before. Because we played that shit. No unless, shit. I no, I was. Showed up like no, I, <laughs> unless I missed your set again. Like <laughs> fucking possible. No, I was actually there for that whole show. So in a roundabout way, I totally fucking have. You have seen the backseat. That's so funny. I can, I can let it go. Okay, good. Yeah, I but didn't. We're way better than we were then. So you should still some, come see us again. Well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Denver. It's, it's weird because you know what else is like even weirder? I don't know how much you know about this, but uh, um, eh, you probably know a deal about it. But like Denver hardcore used to be huge. And now like Colorado Springs. It shifted. Like yeah. somehow it boomed and like all these bands started coming up and like they have so many shows down there. Like Dude. Griffith and Lisette are driving down to Colorado Springs like probably once a week if not every other it's week. it's crazy man yeah and it's I, i've noticed that too that a lot of the the big well the, the the more major hardcore tours don't stop in denver they stop in fucking colorado springs Black sheep. yeah yeah which is cool because that's like the one soda jerk venue yeah. that's left i went well, to that might be an issue too is you know live nation does they don't want to book either yeah. black sheep live nation or oriental theater <laughs> Right. Dude, I when when people started going to the Oriental for for shows, man, that blew me away because I played there when I was Dad rock bands used Dude, to I played there when I was like 15 and there were still fucking chairs everywhere. You oh, know what I mean? Geez. It was like there wasn't even a floor. Like yeah. it was just it was literally chairs up to the stage. And uh the, the when I was playing metal, like <laughs> we played there. And yeah. it was just like I I mean now like that area, Tennyson and everything is like really fucking cool. Yeah. But like I remember going in there and it was just like this dumpy little neighborhood. And then mm-hmm. we pulled up to this fucking venue that was like, what is this place, dude? Like people see yeah. plays and shit here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like musicals, not fucking. I've never actually played there. It's I. So I've heard it's a lot different now and it's a lot cooler now. Yeah. Um, and they're turning it into more of an actual like well, venue. Played there, so. Yeah. It's, it's becoming more of an alternative venue, but that's what blew me away because yeah. I was still thinking of that place that had all the, you know, rinky dink little foldable chairs and mm-hmm. shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Why are you guys going to the Oriental? That's like, yeah. Yeah, but apparently it's a really cool place now, and I guess it's like kind of the your your only real alternative to now the Marquee and Summit and everything now that Live yeah. Nation took that over, which is weird, man. I went to that show uh, over the weekend at the Marquee, and it was a sold-out show, and I say that yeah. in quotation marks, sold-out show. Well, now sold out is much it was Dude, people. it was like half capacity, man. Like, yeah. I was like expecting a normal sold out show and it I was I think it's only like 300 and some people it's fucking now insane dude because yeah. I I just remember it's kind of sad because every you know that's like 
I mean, for all of us, man, that's yeah. like the place. That was the place. Was Remember the marquee? When the floor used to bounce. Oh, dude, I loved it, man. And <laughs> it was, yep. And you would have like a, a sold out show like that, yeah. where people were literally backed like into the hallway over by the merch tables and shit. Yeah. It was like, dude, people were just standing around with like space to move their arms and shit. It was weird. Yeah. And that it's, I don't, weird. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe Live Nation is gonna do something good. Maybe not. Yeah. So far, I'm not too impressed. They stopped booking the shows that I like. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, in turn, the gothic is... Because what's funny is before the Summit became, like, a major venue and, like, Soda Jerk venue, <laughs> uh, all of the bands I used to go see played at the gothic. Like, I yeah. saw A Day to Remember and Devil Wears Prada at the gothic. A Day to Remember headlined the gothic. I saw one of my favorite tours of all time it was parkway drive the ghost inside set your goals in the Warriors. dude that i remember that show yeah that was a fun fucking show that, that was so long ago yeah. holy shit yeah i remember that um yeah dude, just that, like seeing set your goals and the ghost inside and parkway drive that was like back a to back. dude that was like a powerhouse show and man. the warriors i was into the warriors yeah the man that was i remember that was like the the gothic used to be a really cool place to go see shows and i haven't i think they still do like stuff every now and then that Mm -hmm. is like that would appeal to you know you or i but it's i but that was like a staple oh seriously gothic yeah and then you know became summit main stage yep yeah which i guess i don't know i hope they did they lower the capacity there too because that's like (sighs) i want to say yes but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know that like going upstairs is like VIP now. Yeah, they had dude. Okay, so they had they a little. They did the fuck out of that yeah, place. They redid it looks like a nightclub. Yeah, um, at the it's the same thing at the Marquee, man. Yeah. They redid the not bathrooms. Not saying anything bad. Live Nation, I still love you guys and want to play at your venue. I'm not saying anything bad. <laughs> I'm just saying it looks different. Book the back seaters. Yeah, for your next birthday. Yes. We played birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played at a block. Get the fuck at this. Okay. <laughs> so we played, we got hit up on this website called Gig Salad. Okay. And like, I'm already mostly, all about it. Yeah, it's Gig mostly Salad. like cover bands and shit like that. But I was like, fuck it. It's a way to, you know, get us out there. Um, and this dude hit us up and he asked if we would play his block party. Okay. And I said, well, check out our music, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he hit me up and he's like, yeah, you guys sound great. Want you to play. We're going to pay you this much. And it's this is the address. And it was in a nice fucking neighborhood in Parker. Damn. And we show up and there was a shit ton of people. And you Dude, know what, what the fuck? Did? All right, cool. <laughs> they had been there for a couple hours and we got set up. And right before we were about to play, they all got together and pulled up chairs or stood and watched <laughs> us play for two fucking hours. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, we took like... A little break in yeah. between and like a bunch of people like bought merch and shit but like everybody sat and watched and dug us and damn that was like see I that's that's fucking rad dude away gig salad all right yeah. man gig salad if you're not on it get, <laughs> get on, on it man. yeah that's crazy man that's yeah. i did um back when i most of the music that i played i was i was like early teens yeah. um like by 16, um, mm-hmm. the metal band I was in uh, co-headlined the Gothic, which was actually yeah. like a fucking dream come true back then. Um, what was your band called? Sins of Babylon. That's the most like butt metal. <laughs> dude, <laughs> trust me. Yeah, it was like, but it, I mean, it, dude, it was like, it was fun. It was good yeah. music. It was fun. Uh, 
I'm still friends with all those guys and everything, and um, some of them have actually gone on to play other music, and which is cool. But um, we started in a band called Blunt Force Trauma, which was like again total butt metal, yeah. like the epitome of butt metal. Yeah. Um, and I, I just remember, you know, I was like 14 at the time, and so. <laughs> Somebody, I forget what they were doing at Clement Park, but they were having some big event there. Yeah. And they knew a couple of us and they're like, you guys should play this event. And so like, keep in mind, this isn't yeah. like refined, like, hey, we're musicians, like we're putting on a show. Yeah. This was like a couple 14 year old kids who just made really loud, bad metal in their garage. Yeah. Um, dude, yeah. Just screaming and all that shit. Yeah. Dude, we set up on a tarp and some blankets at Clement Park right by the bowl. Yeah. Uh, we had a generator powering our PA that mm-hmm. we like, it was mismatched speakers and shit like that. It was the oh, most man. like, dude, it was it, like the most like iconic little like punk rock metal thing that could have yeah. happened. You know, like this shitty band at with like at a skate park. But there was like a bunch of people that wouldn't really go to a skate park. They, I think they must have been like parents or something like that. Yeah. And I just remember like everybody did that same thing, right? They gathered around. They brought up their chairs. They were all excited. We were all stoked. Except for here's where my story differs. They all fucking left. <laughs> yeah. so, they probably yeah. went, oh, metal. I yeah. Still yeah. They're like, well. Van Halen back in the yeah, day. Yeah. That. Oh, dude, I used to get approached all the time because I was the guitar player and I had that long hair. And all the time, man, the bar flies would just come up and be like, you know, back in my day, I had long hair, too. And I'm like, cool, Ron. Of course you did. Thanks. He's like, (laughs) ah, man, you fucking shred that thing. And then he'd do like the guitar hands like the. Yeah. uh, 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 Fuck yeah. And I'm like, cool, dude. Like, (laughs) And then they ask you about like people used to do it to me when I played drums. They'd. Oh, do you know about uh, Neil Pert from Rush? Yeah, yeah. everybody does. Everybody's asking about yeah. him. You know about Alex Van Halen? Yeah, mm. I know him too. Yeah. For guitarists, it's always, well, I guess in, in metal, maybe yeah. not so much in, in like hardcore and punk, but it was always Dimebag Daryl. Like, you ever yeah. hear that Dimebag Daryl guy? Rhodes. Yeah, Randy Rhodes. Fucking, yeah. oh yeah, dude. Zach Wild, all those guys. The Shredders. Fuck. <laughs> What was that uh, dude? Uh, Sinister Gates. Ooh. With the top hat? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> if you're into top hats, I guess. That band was... <laughs> that band was weird, too. That was, Dude, and that was like one of those bands that I feel like everybody in middle school was like, fuck yeah, yeah. dude, A7X and everything. And it's well, like, yeah. mm, I, can't, I can't do it, man. Nope. I just can't. I was like just one step off from Disturbed and yeah. Slipknot, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I used to get down to some Slipknot. Uh, Slipknot still, still fucks, man. They, yeah, they If you listen to their older stuff, it's still, yeah. Left Behind still gets me a little pumped up. Yeah. Yeah. Slipknot still, they still, uh, they still, they still got my heart, man. Yeah. But yeah, there's those bands like, yeah, it's, it's kind of categorizing the same i think like anymore you know back then i could have been like no this is this subgenre of metal and this yeah. is you know that's not metal this is metal you know whatever man shut up uh, <laughs> um yeah it's it's all kind of the same it's that like what did i call it earlier that cock rock metal where it's butt just metal. butt metal yeah yeah it's cock rock butt metal yeah it's that's all it is it's just like uh can't yeah. can't do it man and maybe if that's your taste, I'm not here to bash anybody's taste, but yeah, I, that's not mine. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, music played a part in like helping you become a tattoo artist? Like, do you feel like 
absolutely getting into metal <clears throat> like being around tattooed people and stuff oh dude absolutely scene. yeah it's that whole i think it's it's just the alternative lifestyle you know what i mean because yeah. you're in the music scene you're doing all that especially uh that's you know, the reason i have gauges yeah i mean well shit, i used to have you know kids, i got yeah. i got my buttholes you know <laughs> fucking they're never going anywhere man um yeah, I, I think that was like one of the major influences, to be honest, because, yeah. you know, I had I'd always been drawing and everything. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so it was always like, you know, I always had a sketchbook. I always did that shit. But finding an alternative out, outlet to that, yeah. <clears throat> which, you know, you pair heavy music, which for me, it was always hardcore, man. Like hardcore yeah. and metal was just like the driving force for me. Yeah. You know, I would draw little fucking designs with like band lyrics and shit like that, which is still like a prominent yeah, <laughs> you know, attribute in my tattooing today. Yeah. I love doing music related tattoos. Um, and it's, I still haven't gotten that a day to remember tattoo. I still want to get okay. that done. Okay. I, I promised you that idea. You did. Yes. It's, it's recorded now. So you have yes. to do it. No, anything said on the podcast legally is obligated to be held up. So that was a good contractual agreement. I think you're very eloquent with your words. Really? Because I got a little lost. <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm just it was yeah, words. words. Yeah, it's just that's how you that's how you sound like a lawyer, man. That's how you bullshit. You just you keep saying words, and yes. people are like, oh, the merger obligation, merger obligations. Yep. But no, I told you about that idea, and that is an idea yeah. that you will have. I have the sole claim so, to. Yes. Yeah. No, it's um, that's that's been a major. Uh, yeah. major aspect in tattooing you know and like just the music scene in general man like you know meeting musicians and everything like that it seems like half the people I tattoo are in bands or yeah. you know know somebody in a band or you know whatever and it's just I think you, I don't think you can have one without the other necessarily yeah. you know at least for me um, you know for other people that may be different you know not, ever, not everybody's involved in, in music and all that shit but um, art is art and yeah, oh like yeah like if you can express like if you have a love for art <laughs> You're going to express it in every single outlet. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I think, can't draw for shit, but I love tattoos. Yeah. Well, and see, that's the thing is like, uh, I feel like people in the music scene tend to appreciate art yeah. as well, just because you have that artistic sense. You know, I mean, music is art. You know, it's yeah. not it's not separate. It is art. Uh, it's just a different creative outlet. And yeah. so obviously, you know, artists are going to tend to appreciate art more than just people on the street. You know what exactly. I mean? Like people can appreciate art, but to actually, I think that's why musicians are so fucking tattooed, you know? Yeah. Because we can be, and it's yeah. just like a different, you know, it's the it's the art, yeah. man. It's I'm not hanging a poster on my wall. I'm hanging a poster on my arm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and artists also understand a deeper meaning behind an image sometimes. Yeah. There's a lot more like, symbology. This whole sleeve, it's an owl flying over a lighthouse, and then underneath it, it's a like an octopus, and he's grabbing like a steering wheel and like breaking it, mm-hmm. and like it's supposed to symbolize like um, having the wisdom to find your way, and then the os- octopus like steering, you know, the thing is like people who try and steer you in the wrong direction, to, right? You know, get you away from the treasure that you're going for. See, so. and that's why it's fun to tattoo people who understand shit like that. Because like, yeah. you know, you can come to me and, and be like, yeah, I want an octopus and an owl. And I'll be yeah. like, 
fuck, man. All right, let's do it. Um, yeah. But, you know, you come with like a story and you, you almost have to find a way to translate that, which is fun because it's, you know, that's why I think I enjoy doing uh, music related tattoos so much because yeah. you can take, you know, parts of lyrics and you could turn it into an image where it's like, what am I seeing with that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one of some of my favorite tattoos that I've done are actually when people come in and they say, hey, I really like this song. I don't know what I want to get, but here's my favorite line from that song. And I'll sit yeah. there and I'll fucking listen to that song, dude, over That's and really over. That's really cool because then you can like develop your own image. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you can kind of create, you take whatever symbology you have out of that, you know, like, because obviously people, you know, lyrics read differently to different people. Yeah. You know, what, what, you know, this line may mean to them means something different to me, but 100%. it's cool when you can kind of find a common ground yeah. in that with an image. Yeah. That's why it's cool being a songwriter too, is because you want to... You want to be in depth and tell a story, but you don't want to make it so personal that somebody goes, that's Jake Cook's life. That's <laughs> yeah. what he went through. Well, we know what's going on with him yeah. today. <laughs> you just make it vague enough so that somebody can be like, holy shit, that guy's going through the same thing I'm going through. It's like he wrote that yeah. song about what I'm going yeah, through. Yeah, that relatable sense. Yeah. yeah, man. So when you get those words on you, like, not only does it mean something to you right then, but you can also look back at it and say, this is where I was. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely. why I don't regret my Blink-182 tattoo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for Blink, Dude, I yeah. wouldn't be playing music. You yeah. know what I mean? And I fucking loved Blink from the time I was eight to... I mean, they dude, still I still, special, I still love Blink. Yeah, still <laughs> don't yeah. place don't fuck around. I still love Blink. <laughs> I don't listen to them every day yeah. anymore. Right. But like... You know, I always say that Blink-182 were my parents who raised me and taught me a bunch of shit. And the Gaslight Anthem was that girl that I fell in love with and married. Like, I love them both. Yeah. But in different, different ways. ways. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's... No, I totally feel that. And um, with... Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way, man. I have so many fucking tattoos now. Um, which, it's like... It's funny because I say that, but to me, I don't... You know, it's like, no, nah, man, I still got a lot of space left. But that's because I have yeah. friends with their entire fucking faces covered. We both yeah. do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, mm, you, you should see my friends. you get a face tattoo? No, I don't think I will. Um, and I say that confidently. You have a pretty face. Thank you. You know, and I feel that way, too. Uh, yeah. I feel... <laughs> the only thing... I don't want to fuck that up. <laughs> I have to be, like, completely out of space. Like, eventually, I'd like to get, like, up to here. Yeah. But, like, I'd have to be completely out of space. But I'd want to do something where it, like, came, like, maybe over my ear. Like, I like that, yeah. I don't want it, like... No, I could never do, like, my cheek or my fucking, you yeah. know, something like that. I just... I, something maybe poking out of my hair. Like, yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, I've, I've thought the same way, too. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, I mean, fuck, man. But there's there's just no tattoos that I look back at and I'm like, ah, wish I didn't get that. You know, yeah. like, there's... I mean... Because that's where I, I, dude, I have some shitty tattoos that I did on myself when I was 17, you know, and they look all on your thighs. Fucking, no. uh, I have one on my chest that I did myself. Yeah. Like in a mirror? Like or? in a fucking mirror, dude. Oh, and it's Jesus. like, and it, it's actually, it's funny because like, it's bad, but it's not yeah. like as bad as you would expect. It's yeah. not like, whoa. Chicken scratch. Yeah. Like basically it's not one of those where if I say, Hey, I did this in the mirror when I was 17, you'd be like, yeah, that fucking makes sense. Of course you did. It looks terrible. It's yeah. like, whoa, wait, How? Like, dude, it's, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. crooked. It's crooked. I don't always like it, but it's a, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, that's where I was at when I was I 17. Yeah. Like that's, you know, yeah. that's, that's what I think people overthink their tattoos a little too much. Like you, you 100%. literally think, yeah, you think it to death, man. Like they'll come in and fucking, um, you know, oh, I'm getting my first tattoo. I just don't really know what I want. 
uh, I kind of want this, but I'm scared to have an Ami forever. And it's you know like, what's funny about this hmm. is this is leading directly into what I was just about to ask you. Oh, shit. Segway. <laughs> you know, advice on getting your first tattoo. Yeah. I mean, it's the, exactly that. Don't yeah. think it to death. Because a lot of people get hung up on that. They do, you know, and yeah, it's like the commitment thing. And you know what? Once you have it, it's really exciting for a few days. Yeah. You know, honest to God, I remember this when I got my first tattoo. It was like, holy shit, I need to, because I got it on my shoulder. So I was like, I need to cut off all of the sleeves off of every shirt that I fucking own. (laughs) And then I did that. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, it kind of like, you kind of forget about it after a little Mm -hmm. bit. It's still there. Like, obviously, like, dude, you know, sometimes I'll look down and I see like, my hands are covered, my neck's covered, my fucking torso, you know, all of my body. Yeah. And I go, oh shit, man, I have a lot of tattoos, I guess. Holy fuck. You know, but like you kind of have to just take that leap where it's like, yeah, you're not going to regret it. It's a part of you. If you're feeling this way now, if this is who you are now, it's always going to be who you are, who you were. You're just kind of documenting it in a different sense. Yeah. You know, like an artistic way. It's a part of your story. Yeah. There's nothing fucking wrong with who you used to be. You know what I mean? Like you can be a better person. You can be a different person than that. You could not think the same way. You can have different beliefs, whatever. That's still who you fucking were. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, when people come in, they're like, well, I just want something that's, like, not going to change. It's like, no, everything's going to change, man. Like, your tattoo, this little symbol of whatever the fuck, it's, you know, that's not going to change, but the significance is, you know? And it's just, yeah, man, there's so much like that where it's like, fucking, why think about it? Just get Mm -hmm. it. Just get, fuck it. Get your tattoo. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I... I, That's almost word for word what I've told people Mm -hmm. is that, you know... Yes, it's forever, but if you're obsessed with this band or, you know, you feel so strongly about this right now, you will look back on it in a nostalgic way or just as like a, you know, maybe that shitty thing made me stronger. Yeah. That was a good like little snapshot in my life. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and sometimes like, because there's some, you know, stuff I have tattooed on me that's like, really, dude, why did you? You should probably regret like ex-wives names or something. That, yeah, but. (laughs) You don't have to be so sturdy. Yeah, maybe, maybe don't stand with as much. Yeah, conviction, but. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I have tattoos that I, I look back and I'm like, wow, that like, would I get that now? No. Yeah. But like, you know, dude, that's, that's, yeah, <laughs> it's a part of who I am, part of who I was, you know? Exactly. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Like that's, it's cool. It's kind of like you have a scrapbook, but yeah. just, you know, a little more painful. <laughs> yeah. A little more painful, a little more, can't lose it. Yeah. Cause getting go, dead. Yeah. Oh, where did I put that? Oh yeah. Oh, shit. There it is. <laughs> Again. Whoops. Still there. <laughs> I used the loofah on it. Still fucking there. <laughs> Sometimes it blows me away when I wake up and I go, damn, these are still here. I mean, I got my tattoo, first tattoo, 10 years ago Mm -hmm. when I was 15. Nice. And it was a little eighth note back here. And, like, I felt so badass. And I thought about it, like, probably for weeks. Uh, Definitely when I went to Waterworld, the pool. Mm -hmm. I walked around. I wasn't looking at it the whole time, but I knew it was there. Yeah, well, and you kind of get that thing where it's like, everybody else is looking at this. Yeah. Uh, They see it. They see. Yeah. No, they don't. No, they don't. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, (laughs) You know what's funny, though, is, like, the people who, you know, get their first tattoo and it's, like, really big or, like, People who, there's nothing wrong with this, but have you ever noticed that some people like go, tattoo number 14, like tattoo. Oh, number, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> oh, yeah. funny because sometimes people have like, you know, one tattoo and they look at me in the grocery store and they go, 
Yeah. Oh, dude, I get that all the fucking yeah. time. It's just it's it's, it's I was like telling yeah. Monica about it. It's like a funny thing. Like I have a tattoo. You have a tooth tattoo. We are brothers. Yeah. We are the same. It's like, <laughs> totally. No, people do that all the time, and it's it's kind of funny too because like. <laughs> God, it sounds so terrible. But there's some people that like, you know, maybe you're from different walks of life. Maybe you're not the fucking same people. Maybe we have completely different views on things. Yep. And you'll still <laughs> you'll still see them. And, you know, it's like usually like some dude who like. We are one. Yeah. And they, it's just like, what's up, brother? And I'm like, uh, mm, no, 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 no. Hi, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. But yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you get your tats done? Uh, around. You know. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> Or'd you get your ink done, bro? Yeah, it's like the one where it's like you didn't even make eye contact with them, but like you know they're talking to you. <laughs> it's like, oh god damn it! <laughs> yeah. Yep. All the time, man. All the time. I think it's awfully weird when people ask you, uh, going back to the price, how much? How much did that sleeve cost you? I don't know. It was multiple sessions, and I went to one guy, and you'll probably go to Joe Schmo. Yeah, it's X Shop. Yeah, you're never gonna. You should work at a place called X Shop. X Shop. X Shop. Just X. Uh, probably not. Yeah. You tell people you work at X. Yeah. Shop. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Especially if it's XXX Shop. Right. It's like, oh, mm, what kind of shop is that, man? <laughs> what kind of what, do you, what, what kind of stuff are you doing? In oh there? yeah. Art. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Hey, please don't report me to the IRS. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah. That's. It's just funny, man. Like yeah. the the tattooed culture that it's, you have so many different like varieties within that, and it's yeah, uh, all the time. And, and yeah. one of the things I, I make sure. <laughs> You know, this kind of sounds counterintuitive because I'm a tattoo artist. I'm trying to advertise myself and get yeah. people into my shop. Um, I can fucking guarantee you that nobody in the gas pump next to me is going to come to my shop if I tell them where I work. So that's just like kind of like don't ever. This yeah. is for everybody out there who has tattoo artist friends. If you're at a party or mm-hmm. if you're at a store or if you're at anywhere and somebody says, hey, where'd you get your tattoo? Don't look at your tattoo artist friend and be like, oh, he does them. That is the worst fucking conversation to have ever because you're just sitting there in the middle of like the grocery so store. I have this idea, man. <laughs> yeah, Tell dude. Me what. People oh, ask me that. I'm not even God. a tattoo artist. They yeah. Go, what do you think about this idea? I don't know. It's not going on my fucking body. Yeah. I don't care. Dude, all I the time. I tell you to get it. I tell you to don't, don't get yeah, it. Dude. I'll never see you again. It doesn't affect <laughs> my life. I'll be sitting there like in the grocery store, man, like, you know, after after work or some shit. Yeah. Like, I'm in that fucking days where it's just like, I'm literally just yeah. trying just to walk, maybe home. get like my oatmeal and shit. Like, just leave me alone, yeah. man. You know, and like somebody just wants to start talking about fucking tattoos with me. And I'm just like... You know, I did this to myself. I, <laughs> I really did. Um, and you're, you made yourself a walking. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, is like half of people will see you as unapproachable and scary. The other half will be like, I can talk to that I guy. Can, I can walk up and ask him any yeah. question I want. I can touch him. <laughs> Maybe let's, move yeah. his arm. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> Maybe let's find a balance of that approachability. Like maybe, hey, be like, hey, I can like approach that guy from a distance and maybe like, you know, say one or two things to him. But I'm not just going to walk up and like grab his wrist. Yeah. We're not. What's up, bro? No, we're not bros, dude. (laughs) The brother thing. Brother. Yeah. Hey, brother. I'm like. There's some weird brothers. "Mm, Yeah. I don't know. Like when we say it, like in our circle of friends, it's. It's a totally brother. yeah. But some people have a different tone <laughs> behind very, it because very... you and I are white guys. <laughs> and and it's... There are other white guys who get tattoos. 
They call right. themselves brothers. Yes. And it's not, you don't want to be brothers with those guys. That's what they want to be brothers yeah. with them at all. They say, hey, brother, and you say, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm good. Um, I'm not going to any meetings. Yeah, nope. I'm good on that, man. Let's. Uh, no, I will not ter- tell you where my tattoo artist works. Dude, how do you think I feel, man? I fucking, I, li- I literally have blonde hair and blue eyes and a fuckload of tattoos. Some of the people that approach me, I am like, please, I'm going to fucking kill you or run away. I don't know which I'm going to do first. Yeah. So let's like fucking, Damn. yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah. It's interesting yeah. for sure. Brother. <laughs> well, I always ask people this. What is, uh, what's your plan from here forward? My plan. Are just kind of as a you, general. Yeah, just, I mean, it makes more sense with like bands and artists and stuff. But I it feel does. like everybody has a plan, whether they're willing to talk about it, whether they've thought about it. Right. So that's my favorite question to ask people, like especially who people who aren't doing what they want to be doing. I always ask them, what's your end game? What yeah. are you working towards? And like you being a person of passion, just like me you know, you're probably always working towards something. Constantly, yeah. And do you feel like that's your piloting or... You know, I I tend to uh, really spread myself thin with a lot of things, which I I actually enjoy. Uh, I don't like sitting around. I don't like fucking, you know, wasting my time. Um, So I have a lot of plans, man. Um, You know, like not only with tattooing, you know, I I have some plans in the works. Can't really say what yet, um, but they're going... Because you do, uh, you go to like expos and... Yeah, I do all all kinds of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But over the next year, um, you know, some people know about it. Some people don't. It's, I can't really announce publicly what's, what's going on yet, but... Uh, I got some cool, cool shit in the works with that that I'm really excited about, um, and it kind of pairs into uh, aviation. Uh, you know, aviation okay. is is something that I am. You're gonna fly a plane, put it on cruise control, so, yeah. people. <laughs> maybe not that. Maybe that might yeah, take down the old the old situational awareness down a couple notches. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it pairs into that. You know, aviation is something that I'm very passionate about too, yeah. which is something I could literally sit and talk about for fucking hours. Um, but so just a little side question: Is that something you've always been passionate about, or were yeah. you just kind of like, I want to do that? One no, day? that's uh, I grew up wanting to be a pilot. That was my that was my original yeah. goal. That was my original plan. Um, yeah. Was I was going to be. Uh, I was going to enter flight lessons. I was flying, I've been flying airplanes since I, uh, before I could cognitively think really, because I have, um, mm-hmm. a couple family members, my aunt, and my uncle are both yeah. lifelong pilots, uh, both captains, um, for the airlines and everything. And so I, I grew up flying in airplanes with them. I grew up wanting to fly. I grew up learning to fly. And, um, you know, I was in actual flight lessons, logging hours yeah. when I was 11 years old. Um, and it's just something that kind of, you know, I, I started to, you know, what I was kind of mentioning with the straight edge thing, I used to be pretty fucking into drugs and alcohol and really yeah. fucking myself up and not something. Well, I can't be proud of that, actually. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that. I am proud of that. But um, it, it kind of tapered off with that. Um, you know, I, I kind of got just more involved in other stuff. Mm-hmm. Flying took a backseat because it was like, um, you know, maybe that's not as cool as playing music and all that shit. Yeah. And, you know, like kind of, it was like my, my stick it to the man thing, but it was always something that I wanted to continue. It was always something that I was like, you know, I'm going to finish that one day. Yeah. And when I moved back from California, I was in such a fucking weird place in my life that I was like, you know what? I need something to accomplish. And I called up my uncle and I was like, you know what, dude, I, I want to finish doing this. 
let's meet up yeah. at the airport, started flying. Uh, now I hold my private yeah. pilot's license and a couple different ratings and everything. And um, nice. within that, I'm looking to, yeah, I'm going to do uh, my commercial rating so I can you know, yeah. be a commercial pilot. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, fly for the airlines. Um, but you know, I, I want to do something with aviation. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of with this plan that I have going on right now, it's going to be meshing those two worlds. Uh, the, the aviation side of me and the artistic side of me are kind of going to come together in a really cool way. Um, which there will be a big, you know, announcement on that when it does happen. But, um, you know, I got, those are just, those are the two at the forefront, you know, beyond that, man, I, you know, I, right now I'm volunteering at a school um, with my old ceramics teacher who like I, I kind of stayed in contact with. I kept running into art galleries and stuff like yeah. that. And so now, uh, you know, once or twice a week, I'll go up to a West high school okay. and help out in the arts department there I'm just kind of hang out, help kids do whatever I got to do. Nice. Um, that's a lot of fun. So I'd like to keep yeah. doing something with that. Maybe do like, I don't know, some sort of mentoring or something like that. But man, my, the, it's kind of hard to cover it all because yeah, I'm the type, I stay up till four o'clock in the fucking morning just thinking about things, you know? Yep. Yeah. Just thinking about shit that I want to do. Like I could do this or I could do that or, you know, this, it's, it never shuts off. Yeah. So, and, and I'm the type of person, I used to look at that as a curse in all honesty because it used to give yeah. me really bad fucking anxiety, you know, which I think is common for a lot of people in our, I think our, it's yeah. a curse if you don't write it down. It's, I don't even write it down, man. I think, I think it's See, more. If I write it down, then I feel like yeah. it's not wasted and I can always yeah. go back to it. Right. Cause I have a lot of good ideas where if I don't write it down, I'll be like, man, I was really stoked on that one thing at three in the morning. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. I guess. Okay. In that sense. Yeah. Like that I have in yeah. my, in my phone, in my notes, there's Your memory just, just might be, it's just, mine. it's just random shit. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's more of a curse if you don't execute it, you know, if you don't actually act yeah. on it because you know, I'm. One of the things that, yeah, a lot of people deal with, I think, especially in this kind of lifestyle, you know, where you have a lot of people who are very music driven, very art driven, um, you run into a very passion driven too. Um, with that also comes the negatives, which is, you know, some mental health issues like anxiety and stuff like that. Because if you think a lot, if you think a lot, you're going to overthink, right? No matter how positive those part, uh, those, those thoughts. I'm trying to understand things and it's hard to file. If you don't see things at face value and you like dig deep on, well, why do people do this? Yeah. What's lying behind this? What, you know, and you try to understand things, you can drive yourself nuts trying oh, yeah. to understand things. Absolutely. You know, and when you start to do that in terms of like your your life goals and your life accomplishments, um, yeah. because I, I very firmly believe that if you aren't, or if you are obtaining your goals, like 100%, if you're like, well, yeah. goal reached, I'm done, your goals aren't fucking high enough. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like yeah. hands down, you like I have goals that I will literally never reach because I'm constantly expanding them. And I'm okay with that. Um, and to a lot of people, that seems very overwhelming. I think when you when you sit there and you're it's fucking three o'clock in the morning, you're spinning, you're thinking about to do. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, no, but you're you're sitting there yeah. and you're thinking about all these things. And I think that's where a lot of people who have a lot of potential to have really big plans and really big yeah. goals kind of fall short on that because they get so caught up on the the like, well, I'm never going to reach this. Yeah. Well, fuck it, man. You know what? You probably won't. I won't. That's okay keep going because you're going to, you're going to reach milestones along the way Yeah, that are probably bigger than the ones you anticipated. And you might influence other people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I was kind of thinking about this going back. We started the podcast talking about silent peas. Yes. And one thing that kept coming up was passion. 
yes. is like a huge thing for just humanity and just, you know, it's huge for someone like you, someone like me. Another P is purpose. Yeah. Passion and purpose. If you have that, like, those Dude, are yes, that's all you need. Huge things. Yeah. You know? I think it's two things that people desire, even if they don't know it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that, you know, um, I think they kind of have to coexist yeah. together. Like they kind of have to, if you, you know, if you're passionate, you know, you may not necessarily have purpose, but if you're passionate, you'll find that purpose. If you have a purpose, you may not necessarily have that passion, yeah. but you can use your purpose to, you know, it, it all kind of intermeshes. Think you can like have a purpose to do something without being passionate about it. Exactly. Yeah. Because anything that gives you purpose is going to take time. Oh God, yeah. And Especially that's, if it's something you know, like you're saying that you set a really high standard for, mm-hmm. you're gonna fizzle out on something that you don't have passion for, and you're not gonna find dude, purpose immediately. Because most of the things that, like, you know, I, I think people are very caught up in instant gratification these days. One hundred percent. You know, yeah. like with with anything, with music, with art, with life in general. Two day shipping on Amazon. Yep. There you go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you have that. Um, that that sense of like I need this and I need it now, dude. I have things that I want so fucking badly that I know that I'm not gonna have for like another ten years. You know, maybe yeah. longer. Maybe I'll never get them. And that I think is where people kind of tend to give up. You know, musicians they'll be like, well, I want to be touring and I want to be playing sold out shows and I want to do this. Do you got it? Yeah, dude, you gotta fucking go out and you gotta do those tours. Where it's just one fucking dude in the in the venue. That was <laughs> yeah. I will never get over. So I brought it up on one of the other podcasts. I Did think. you? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but for those of you who haven't heard the story, I went on tour with If I Fail, and we went to San Diego, like Laguna Beach area. Yeah. So you guys, was I remember it in San Diego, or was it the like, show itself was in Anaheim. Because uh, oh, I remember okay. you guys went right, to San Diego the night before, and I was going to drive down and see you, but then you ended up coming and hanging out in Laguna Beach for that day at the tattoo shop. That's there. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played at that bar where someone drove a car through it. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyway, so uh, in Anaheim, it was at this pizza place, and there was like one section of the building that had a stage and like a you know a floor, and then there was a doorway. <laughs> It was like an arcade. And you could like see through it. Yeah. And it was a pizza place, way overpriced pizza, uh, with an arcade. And I think there was like a baseball team party going on. And Dude, like, yeah. It was like a Cub Scout get together, baseball party, like all yeah. of that. Sh- oh my God. Well, and there was a band that played before us that didn't believe in tuning their guitars. <sighs> they told me that directly. Oh my God. We don't believe in tuning because. It's all about how it sounds, man. <gasps> Whatever. But if I fail, uh, which you're going to hear at the end of this podcast, is very like in your face. Like it gets you pumped the fuck up. And all the bands had left. They played yeah. and left. It was, and it was like there was, I think, one or two kids that stuck around for a few yeah. songs at the end of it. Yeah. But old Brad... Came to see us because, uh, you know, you're good friends with Colin and everybody and you loved If I Fail's music just oh, like yeah. I did. 
and we started playing and just like every show on that tour it didn't matter if there was one person or you know 20 people i gave the same show i threw my guitar around i jumped i did all that but brad went fucking hard like singing along to every word and like i think he threw a chair i I threw a chair and i flipped the table fucking (laughs) nuts which like sparked marcus and we were like yeah like it's just that energy and like Ugh, i'm not so gonna much lie, fun you dude. put off an energy just in talking to you that makes me like want to be positive and be a better person and like be a more passionate person that's awesome tell, man. like when talking to you you're like there's very few people who you can sense that you're genuine mm-hmm. you're not fucking with me you're not telling me what i want to hear like and I'll never forget that show. That was like that was one of my favorite. That was passion in the rawest uh, dude. form. That was that like, and I appreciate what you said by yeah. the way a lot, like very much so. Um, yeah. well, I I uh, I look up to you. No, nah, thanks, sure. man. I appreciate that. That's something like it's. I shouldn't say it's it's something that I strive to do, not out yeah. of a sense of ego, but like basically I've been in a lot of like different places in my life. You know what yeah. I mean? And if, if anything that I've done or anything that I've gone through or like, cause you know, it hasn't all been positive. It hasn't all been good. Yeah. Um, you know, but there's a lot of good that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And if any of that could, you know, at all influence another person to want to be more positive and want to do more of that shit. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, dude. That is my, that is my purpose. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're, we're talking about that kind of shit. That is my purpose. Well, it's infectious. Like being around you, it just like, you give off energy like talking <laughs> Thanks, to you man. the way you talk like you know like i said you're passionate about things like you give off an energy that just like uh, i mean it's like a boost for me for sure that's that's all i could ever you're hope never for like man. you yeah. know, mope, yeah, 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 yeah. You <laughs> i don't like half-assing life you know what i mean like yeah. that's it just anything that's, conversation whatever man you know that's amazing yeah do that that was one that show was one <laughs> I just remember calling like after every like thank you everybody, Brad. Because <laughs> like, it seemed like uh, we were a thousand in the fucking room. Well, and so my favorite part was like I because it was like every I lost my fucking voice after that. Do you remember like after yeah. outside the venue I was all like fuck, <laughs> dude. My favorite part was every time I would look over like in between songs and see everybody in the arcade and the pizza plate like all the little kids in their baseball uniforms just like jaw dropped like what the. Fuck. Yeah, there's this fucking dude running around. This? There's dude like yeah. just punching the air and like throwing tables around. And there it's are the five guys in there the, going ham right now. Dude, that was so much fucking fun, man. That was, yeah, I think about that all the time. Like, oh my God. That was amazing. Yeah. That was, that was a good time, man. That's, that's probably one of my, um, when I think, because, you know, like, obviously Colin, you know, everybody, we, we have a lot of talks about Colin. And, uh, yeah. that's probably one of my favorite memories was that because that you know you guys came out you guys came and hung out he was one of the only one of my friends uh who came out and like made a point to come see me which was really fucking cool you know well that's i think one of the most amazing things about him is he just connected so many people like you know marcus you like we probably wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation if it wasn't for him. yeah i mean like my podcast absolutely taylor or just being so tight with like Honestly, some of the people who are my best friends now, yeah, it wouldn't be, you know. That's dude. That that's how he was though, man. Him. Yeah, that's how it was though. Because he, you know, it was one of the. I could I can say the same thing because yeah. it's like he accepted everybody. Yeah, 
It, dude, everybody was his best friend, man. That's the yeah. thing. That's the coolest fucking thing, man. You know, like you it's just yeah. automatically felt tight with him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. No, and that's that's how Maybe it was. Maybe it was his music because the lyrics were so honest. You were like, "I feel you." Yeah. You, you know, you could me. get. Yeah. We are one in the same. <laughs> brother. Colin <laughs> was not down Colin, for that. Colin was not down, man. <laughs> uh, he had a lot of brothers, but yeah, no. not like that. No. And a lot of brothers was not a brotherhood. (laughs) But that's the thing is he said, I love you. And he called everybody his brother. He did. You know what I mean? That's something that I've like, you know, because somebody mentioned that, um, I think around that time, whether it was at the funeral or around the funeral or something like that, that he always did that, that he always said that he loved everybody. You know what I mean? And that's something I definitely have talked about that a lot. Yeah. That's something that kind of really resonated with me because I I try to say that to my friends now, you know, like make sure to fucking hug your friends, make sure to to tell your friends that you love them, man. Like there's nothing. For some reason, men just have this weird thing where like, if I say I love you, it's yeah, yeah, you kind of have to like grunt back or some yeah. shit. Dude, fuck yeah. that, man. You know, like, yeah, it's like, it's like yeah, but like, you same. Like, <laughs> no, man, tell your fucking friends you love them. That is yeah. so important, you know, like, which is cool because it's, you know, we come from such like a, a weird, like, that, that mixture of like the really hardened scene, you know yeah. what I mean? Where everybody's just fucking tough, it's angry music and all that shit. And then, dude, Come we're all, on. yeah, we're all like, oh, I love you, man. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, you can't tell me that anybody in that scene doubts that they're loved. You know what I mean? Not at all. Yeah. You, that's, there's no, there's no doubt, which is one of the coolest yeah. things that, which is like, so I wish, I wish more people would kind of, um, see that within like, especially hardcore. Um, yeah. you know, cause people obviously they, you know, they make their assumptions and everything like that, but like, dude, Definitely. it's, that is always something that has always been so strong within that scene. And I mean, predating everybody, man, predating us, like back in the eighties and all that shit, it was yeah. all love, man. Like it's, it's, you know, that's what it is. And that's yeah. what it's supposed to be. Well, that's cause people see the, you know, the hardcore dancing and shit and they go, Oh, they all fucking hate each other. <laughs> yeah. They're hitting each right? other. It's like, nah, man. But like, like, even, I mean, I saw stick to your guns one time and he was talking about that, how like, you know, a lot of these people are people who didn't feel like they belong anywhere. And, you know, you're going to have your little, like, people who, you know, either don't open up to it or what right. have you. But, yeah, there's a sense of community. Uh, you see it anytime you see a circle pit. Oh, yeah. And somebody falls down. Somebody They're not down for long. Yeah, yeah, they're not down for long, man. Yeah, that was a... Uh, you know, at that that show that I went to the other night, yeah. um, it was just it was so fucking weird, man. Because that band was uh, like the one I went to see was mm-hmm. was it's like that like that really powerful like kind of hardcore pop punk mesh. Yeah, and yeah, dude, just like nobody was fucking moving around and shit. And so like it was, it was just a bunch of yeah, dude. You know, which is like that's that's fine. Like you're totally yeah. allowed to sit there and enjoy the show and all that shit. But like you know, I I don't know, man. It's just it's it's weird mm. because you're. It's, it doesn't seem as fun to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's and, so many people that I met just via shows. Oh, dude. Seeing them at the same show. Most of the people like, that I know, I know from yeah. from shows. And yeah. There's even people that I don't know, but I know. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, like where it's like exactly. it's it's you mutually know them. You've known about them for several years. You know most yeah. of the shit about them. Like you know, and I mean, yeah. I don't mean like in a in a negative sense. I mean like you know who they're fucking you know dating or married. You know yeah. you know what they do for a living. You know all this shit. Sure, it's sure. like you've been friends with them for years, but you've never yeah. fucking said a word to them. I have a bunch of people like that too, which you know that's fucking yeah. crazy and it's awesome. You know, and it's I love meeting those people finally because I think it's really cool oh, to finally yeah. like associate a personality with it. You know. Yeah. Well, because I am 100% sure. Like, I definitely saw you in Darkly promos, and I probably, you know, 99% sure I saw you at shows. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So it's like, I always knew of you, yep. seen you, but like, <laughs> now I know you. Here There's I am. This dude, Trevor, though, that I saw him, I used to see him at every pop punk show. Mm-hmm. And like, Every time I'd see him, like him and I would talk. Yeah. Because it was like we knew each other. Yeah, you do the what's up, man. Yeah. Right, cool him and I you. knew yeah. each other for three years before we even knew each other's name. Holy shit. <laughs> there was just one time I was like, hey, man, I forgot. I don't know if you ever told me, but like, what is your name? And he goes, it's Trevor. I don't know your name either. <laughs> I don't think we ever exchanged uh, that. Dude, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. It's uh. insane. But uh, tell us. Tell us a little bit about the song that you have chosen for the end of the podcast. So it's a, it's an if I fail song. Um, Welcome Legion. This is war. And it is just, it's one of the first song, obviously, you know, when, when they first released the, you know, that first EP and everything, they yeah. released zero stars first. Um, but Welcome Legion was like the first uh, song that really fucking stuck out to me. Yeah. And I've seen call- options oh, for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I've been to, you know, a, a handful of If I Fail shows that could always, you know, make it out when I could and you yeah. know, maybe not as often as I wanted to in hindsight. Yeah. But um, that was just one of those songs, man, that like I, they, he always closed with it. And I always just remember like everybody bum rushing the front and yeah. everybody was friends and everybody. It was just such a good fucking time. And uh, it's always one of those songs that when I think about Colin, that's like the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. And it's just it brings back a lot of good memories, man. Yeah. So, it's a cool one. I think it's an absolute fucking banger, and uh, I'm glad you chose it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, thank you so much for of doing this podcast. Honestly, it could probably be a fucking five hour podcast. Probably, man. Because there's, I just, could... <laughs> there's so many things that you said that I'm like, holy shit, me too. That's how I feel. I want to explain. Like, wait, we got to talk about this. Yeah. That. Yeah. So many things ran through my head, but like, not to go back to the problems of people, but I feel like a lot of people, when they're having a conversation, they're thinking about what they're going to say next. Right. And like, I just wanted to hear what you had to say. That's how, dude. On the same wavelength. Yeah. You know. No, man, that's uh, the art of conversation. Like I said before, is like dying. It's dwindling. And so I love... I'm thankful for my job because mm-hmm. I can sit here and have conversations with people all fucking day, yeah. you know? And you know, like, like you said, you just, instead of waiting to talk, you just sit there and you listen and you, you learn a lot of shit about people in the meantime. That's oh, cool. Yeah. And people want to be listened to. And like a big thing that I've learned is you can turn somebody's mood or mood around just by simple fucking conversation. Dude. Yes. Like people you're in, you know, waiting for the person at the grocery store to scan your shit like a lot of people will stand there and wait, but if you go, how's your day going? Like sometimes like people want to talk about themselves. Oh yeah. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. And they want to feel like someone's interested. Mm-hmm. So it's all it takes, man. Just yeah. say hi, ask how, how things are going. 
Yeah. Find a common ground. You can find a common ground with literally anybody in this fucking world. 100%. Cool, man. This has been fun. I'm so glad we got to do this. Yeah, yeah, this has been fun, man. We'll do it again sometime, too. Yeah, I'm down. Maybe after your, you know, big news little uh, little Little kaboom. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah. So, thank you again. Of course. And for everybody listening, this is Welcome Legion. This is War by If I Fail. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.